You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer's Highs and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Monday morning. We are back in New York and we've got a Super Bowl champion. The Kansas City Chiefs do it again. Super Bowl 57, an exciting game. And they beat the Philadelphia Eagles in this high-scoring affair. And Patrick Mahomes gets another one. Andy Reid gets another one. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes has another Super Bowl MVP. And more importantly than anything this morning, Boomer, Young Joker is a Super Bowl champion. My guy has his hands and his mouth all over that Lombardi. And he played a big role in the game. So did that call at the end of the game. The defensive holding that did affect the outcome, but it's not all about one play, Boomer. Good morning. How are you? You know, good morning, G. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm about 85% right. still, you know, so um, but I'm good to be back and I will say this, that um, you know, it was an amazing game by Patrick Mahomes for sure, especially when, you know, he hurt his ankle at the end of the second quarter and he's limping in and you're like, oh my God, you know, so this high ankle sprain thing still obviously bothered him through both the AFC Championship game and now the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's one of those injuries where, you know, you can come out and as long as nobody's tweaking it and you're not tweaking it the wrong way, you know, you could you could play on it with stability and you can feel really strong about it. But the moment it gets hit the wrong way or something else, it's like a shock wave going through your ankle. And I think that's that's most likely what happened to him. And because of the elongated halftime, I think he was able to calm down a little bit. And maybe I don't I doubt they gave him any sort of shot or anything in the ankle. But I'm sure that they did do some treatment to it uh, during uh, during halftime. And maybe that elongated halftime helped him out. But, man, he was unbelievable in the second half. You know, that that's the guy that, you know, that is the best player in the league right there, without question. And I can't say enough about how well his offensive line played. I mean, they protected their meal ticket, not only in the AFC Championship game, but against this pass rush that came into the game, what, four short of a, of an NFL record for both playoffs and regular season, and they didn't even get a sniff. They didn't even really get a sniff. That he, where he got hurt, he was out of the pocket and running around. But he is just on a different planet than everybody else. I mean, he plays differently. Uh, I can't say enough about him. And then, you know, his humility after the game right. is, is really what truly makes him great. You know, he gets up there, they give him the MVP, and he wants to say thank you to his entire teammates. He wants to say thank you to Andy Reid. You know, in the way that, uh, you know, 
Kelsey talks about Andy Reid and everybody talks about Andy Reid and just how much they all appreciate each other, you know, gives you a real understanding of how great he is as not only a player, but a person and a leader. Yeah, and I really started to believe that it was going to be the Chiefs, and I picked the Chiefs after I saw Patrick Holmes do what he did against the Bengals on that high ankle sprain. And I said, this is just, he's hes not going to be denied this year. And if they had lost this Super Bowl, it would have been, wow, you know, they really missed out on a lot, a lot of opportunities, Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes, during his prime. This is another missed opportunity. It just didn't feel like it was going to happen. And the reason why is Patrick Mahomes on that run in the fourth quarter where he's basically giving everything that he has for that eight. 18 yards where he scrambles. That was the fastest I think I've ever seen that guy run in his life. And he does this with the injury, and he just was not going to be denied. And in the first half, he really didn't have opportunities because the Eagles played essentially a flawless first half. I mean, you got to remember, so the Chiefs score a defensive touchdown. Right. So that takes a possession away from them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, Kadarius Toney has that long punt return in the second half off of that poor punt. And, you know, that essentially takes an entire 70 yards away from them uh, in, in terms of opportunities for putting up more yards. So the yards look like they're depressed, but they're depressed really because of two plays. Yeah. One is the defensive touchdown, and the other one is the Kadarius uh, Tony punt return down to the five-yard line. Let me tell you something. We talked about Kadarius Tony maybe being the Super Bowl MVP at plus 15,000. If he had gotten into the end zone on that punt return... I believe that he had a real shot of winning the Super Bowl MVP hey, because it, t- it would have taken away another touchdown from Mahomes. Yes. So he wouldn't have had the three. He would have just had two. He th- only threw for whatever it was. It wasn't a ton of yards. Yeah, because he didn't have because exactly. he, he lost yards. And he scored another touchdown. So he would have had the biggest play in the game, the first ever punt return in the history of the Super Bowl for a touchdown. And he had another touchdown on top of that, even though he had really no yards receiving. There was a chance he could have done it. <laughs> yeah. Just 15,000. <laughs> so when you think about losing a, a possession in the first half because of the touchdown on defense and then that long run uh, punt return by uh, Kadarius Tony. <clears throat> this is why the numbers seem depressed for the offense of the of the Chiefs man but I'm I'm telling you that offensive line was unbelievable. I mean yeah. they didn't get anywhere near him. This is a team that basically assaulted the two quarterbacks in the previous two games, Brock Purdy and of course uh, uh Daniel Jones. They did that in Philadelphia. You know, this is a neutral site and everything else. It's a little bit different. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that, you know, everybody's going to look at that Bradbury call. And I think I kind of agree with Greg Olson. Like, uh, you know, it's, it, it feels like for those of us who have played the game, it feels a little ticky tacky. But Bradbury said after the game, look, it was, it was I grabbed them. I didn't think they were going to call it in that situation. They did call it in that situation. Called Cheffers, the, uh, the, the referee basically said after the game in the pool report that it was a grab. It was a hold. I think we all know it was a hold. The question is, did it did it rise to the level of calling it at that moment? Now, well, I mean, it definitely affected the outcome oh. of the game. There's no two ways about it, and I it just it wasn't that egregious to me. They hadn't called a holding, I think, the entire football game until that moment. I think that's the thing that's frustrating. But just like the AFC Championship game, we were talking about the calls that happened there. I mean, think about these opportunities for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they went three and out in the fourth quarter when they had the football. Yeah. And that was the first time that that happened. Obviously, the Jalen Hurts uh, fumble for a touchdown. Uh, you had, of course, the big punt return, which was a big deal. They had a fourth and inches, and they end up going of a full start to bring them back to, to fourth and five. So the Eagles had their mistakes, and they had their issues. So, yes, that call is something that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, just like the AFC Championship game, but 
I mean, it's not like the Philadelphia Eagles were dominating this football game, absolutely dominating it early on. They couldn't get the job done. Mahomes came back and beat them. You know, in all honesty, though, you score 35 points, you expect to win. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the this Eagles, this e for the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagle defense was, you know, the best defense in football all year long. Had all the numbers, all the statistics. And, you know, they ran into RoboCop at quarterback. And RoboCop just basically went and did what RoboCop always does and seems like big games. You know, we're going to see a lot of these games for the next five to ten years with him and Andy Reid. You know, this team and the turnover on this team, I think I read it was either 13, 13 through 16, I don't know, players left from the previous Super Bowl. So they've had two-thirds of their roster has been turned over since the last Super Bowl. And, you know, when you take a look at and what I love the most is two of the touchdown passes that they had, the one to Kadarius Tony and the one to Sky Moore, were essentially the same type of thing. Wide open. Where they were coming in motion, mm -hmm. and you would thought that it was going to be a jet sweep or he was going to go all the way across the formation. But this is Andy Reid. This is Andy Reid knowing that the Eagles are going to be in man coverage, that he's going to take two of his faster guys, he's going to bring them in short motion, the guys that are covering him on the other, them on the other side for the Philadelphia Eagles are thinking that they're going to go all the way across the formation, when the ball gets snapped, they basically stop and go back out. And by that time, the guy that's covering each of those guys is standing in the middle of the field. while <laughs> These guys are standing outside the numbers. Uh, and brilliant play design. I mean, that's what that is. And those are easy touchdown passes. Uh, so I can't say enough about the play design for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. And I know that Andy was giving Eric a lot of credit after the game last night. I think he's really trying to push you know, Eric Bieniemy to get an opportunity to go play, you know, to be an offensive coordinator at least somewhere well, else. Well, I think that's going to happen. I mean, I think that's probably, he needs yeah. to get away from that situation and do it on his own, I think, to maybe uh, get that job and get over the hump. But yeah, I mean, Andy Reid was, was giving him a, a ton of credit. And I think the way the Chiefs rebuilt that roster with their offensive weapons, if you look back, I mean, it's genius because... There was a lot of guys that they brought in who were like that second tier guy or someone, you know, who was very young. They take a chance on Kadarius Tony that fell out of favor uh, with the Giants. Then you get Juju Smith Schuster, who was a guy that, you know, ended up with the Steelers for a couple of years. He signed a one year deal with the Steelers. He didn't do much in that last season. They bring him in on the cheap. They put him in that offense. He's great. Marquez Valdez Scantling who was like the third option for the Green Bay Packers. On the cheap. Right, that's the key. Exactly, on the all the running backs on the cheap. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, rookie, and then they draft. You know, they drafted McCall Hardman. They drafted Sky Moore. McCall Hardman's been hurt, but I just I, the way they got these weapons and these talented guys cheaply to put around Patrick Mahomes to replace Tyreek Hill uh, is is just I, I think was genius general managing. And Howie Roseman did a genius job too. And it's, it's no shock that both these teams are the one season ended up in the Super Bowl in a three. Game. Well, this chief team now is the second team in NFL history that has 75 wins or more in this five-year span. The other team, I think, that has maybe one or two more wins is I think it's the Patriots from 2002 to 2007. So you can see that the trajectory that uh, Patrick Mahomes is on, and you know, even playing with a bad ankle in three games. And you got to remember, he played the Jacksonville game with the bad ankle. Chad Henney came in and maybe saved the season for them mm -hmm. with that 98-yard drive against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. But then, you know, Patrick went in the second half of that game. He didn't play great that game. Is is the team basically won the game and everything else. And then they came back and of course they beat the Bengals and that that was a slugfest and now this one here where they put up 38 points. This is more like the Chiefs that we know. 
this is this is the offense that we've that we've seen and we've come to love from the Chiefs' perspective. And I, I don't know. All I can tell you is that it's it's ridiculous how easy Patrick Mahomes can make it look. But I think a lot of it, like they were saying yesterday, goes to Andy Marie, uh, Andy Reid, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I will say that you know Jalen Hurts played his ass off. He he played his ass off. It was the Jalen Hurts Super Bowl. Really until the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, they had that three and out, as you pointed well, out. Well, he also got a miserable but he also, turnover. But he also got the team, you know, in in in, uh, in in the spot where he had a score touchdown, and then he took the two-point play, and he ran it like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Right around the corner, lowered his shoulder, got in. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, they showed Howie Roseman right after that two-point conversion in the box, and you could read his lips. He goes, we're winning this effing game at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, but way. I can't say enough about the way that Jalen Hurts plays. These two, I mean, I these mean, two teams were phenomenal. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking for the Eagles, but guess what? You won a Super Bowl in 2017 in one of the most miraculous games ever. So it's not. It's not like it's that much heartbreaking for an Eagle fan. It sucks. You want another one, but I mean, my lord. Did you feel like there were any replays or anything that you felt like you know? I didn't like the whole uh, Dallas Goddard situation because I. <laughs> It's just weird when they decide to use the expedited replay and they or not. Yeah. And then, like, Andy Reid has to use a challenge. I don't blame him using the challenge at that point. But then it ends up being a lost challenge and a lost timeout. Right. So it's like, I, I just, if I were a coach or I were in charge of that challenge flag, I would be very confused as to when to use it, when not to use it, and when they were going to use the expedited replay. Uh, but I think Andy Reid, even though they lost the challenge and they lost the timeout, did the right thing by checking that because that was a critical play at that and, point. And by the way, it was a great play. Yeah. It was a great catch. It was a tremendous throw. And as Greg Olson said, he thought, he, when he let it go, he thought it was going to be an interception. When in actuality, you know, that was the play I think that Joe Burrow had against the uh, the Chiefs where one of the, those young uh, defensive backs went up and knocked it down or just mm-hmm. tipped it, barely tipped it because he had a guy open over the top of him in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. But, man, that was that was some catch. Oh, my God, that was some catch. Yeah. You know, what about the, uh, the Devontae Smith catch along the sideline that they did overturn? Yeah, I mean, that's another one that, to me, it, the ball is, the nose of the ball hits the ground. And you saw that final angle from, because they kept showing from the sideline. Then when they showed from the field, you could see that the ball had moved when the uh, nose of the ball had gone. So I mean, to me, it was like, it, it's, <laughs> you have a million angles and you found the one because you're searching for the one to overturn it and they got it. So, I mean, I think both of those would have been upheld if there were no replay. The Goddard one, which was ultimately, and of course, it, would, it was a catch in the Devontae Smith one as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I think with the letter of the law, I saw that ball move when he went down with it. I, 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 the letter of the law sucks, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, these guys make these unbelievable catches. And it was good to see that, you know, from the Eagles' perspective anyway, that A.J. Brown got involved. I remember sitting there going, man, A.J. Brown's got to get involved here sooner or later. Yeah. And they hit him on back-to-back uh, uh, receptions, and he got himself in the game. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I think if I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan, I'm just really disappointed that my defense didn't do what my defense has done all year long. Now, a lot of the players were complaining about the field, that the field was slick, and I know they were talking about it. The Eagles had, you know, problems with their shoes and all that other stuff. And, you know, this, they put so much time and effort in this field 
that it's ridiculous that, you know, guys would be complaining about a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it was really pathetic. And they spent $800,000 on this field. So I saw this actually before the game. They grew the grass on a sod farm and then would bring it out because they have this technology there in that stadium where it just the, the field moves out. It's on a tray. Yeah, so they would move it out into the sun yeah. to have the grass grow and do all of this stuff. $800,000 for this field that they're slipping all over the place. And Terry Bradshaw actually mentioned, he's like, I guess they painted the entire field. And even some of like the grass, they, they painted more green. And that's what was making it slick. And it just is, it's, it's unacceptable for a game like this. I mean, even, you know, on the maybe final Maybe that's one kick, of the reasons why it's 38-35. Yeah, may, absolutely. Because you would think that the offense would have an advantage in that situation. I mean, even on the, the uh, game-winning kick by Butker, you know, Greg Olson is bringing up the fact that, like, look, there's the Super Bowl logo. There's paint there. I mean, he could fall right on his ass and slip. You know, the amazing thing is, is if you watch any of the Phoenix Open, um, you saw where you had all this green grass, and then around it you had all this brown grass. Sure. Well, basically because it was so cold out there um, that the grass is not really, it's dormant right now. It hasn't really started to grow. Normally it does start to grow this in February, mm. but it hadn't started to grow yet. So most of the golf courses out there that you see, including the Waste Management Open, they paint the grass green. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yes. So they paint the grass green, and I, I wouldn't be surprised that would be the case here, although they, it could have been under heaters, I'm not sure. But when you have all those logos on the field and the field looks great and everything else, you, you tend to forget about the footing. You know, our Super Bowl, Super Bowl 23 down at, uh, it was Joe Robbie Stadium at that time and it had just opened. When we got out on the field, man, the field looked gorgeous. But then we had a rainstorm that day. It was kind of like a, a really bad rainstorm overnight and kind of rained during the morning and, uh, they, they had the pumps on and all that other stuff. And somebody left the pumps on. And our field was so bad because when you stepped in it, you slid and, and the, um, you know, the, the turf would come up from underneath you. And, you know, we had our best defensive lineman, Tim Cromer, snapped his leg in that quarter yeah. because of that field. And, you know, so I, we had the opposite. This field was tight. It was, I'm sure that it was, it was pretty hard. It looked pretty hard to me. And our field was soft. Long, long grass, and it was coming out in chunks. It was like hitting down on a golf ball and just taking a huge divot. Yeah. So we had the opposite. So they put all this freaking time and effort in these fields. And I'm like, when these teams are used to playing on synthetic fields, you know, and that's where the defense really gets its speed from because they have better footing. So maybe that's one of the reasons why so many points were scored. Yeah, maybe. And uh, every player talks about how they'd rather be on grass, just not grass like this. Because it's too tight, out. too yeah. hard, and had too much paint on the field. Meaning, you know, the end zones were all painted. Center, you know, the, the midpoint of the field, you know, 50-yard line had the NFL logo on it. You had the Super Bowl logos on it. So a lot of that area, I'm sure, probably gave a lot of, like, second thoughts to defensive players on both teams trying to keep their footing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I heard Jerry talk about how he did not win a single bet yesterday, Come did not hit a box. I definitely have, I think, the worst box story amongst us, though, last night. Now, I did pick the Chiefs. I did add Kadarius Tony anytime touchdown, so I won those bets All on right. FanDuel Sportsbook. However, the final score prize in this box I was in was $10,000. I had Chiefs 2, Eagles 5, mm. which normally would be horrendous numbers, right? So, it's... 35-35. Yeah. Here come the Chiefs down the field. Score a touchdown. There goes McKinnon. Score a touchdown, and I'm right there, 10 grand. What does he do? Slides into second base. Yes. <laughs> now, I don't blame them for doing it. What you're supposed to do. It's exactly what you're supposed to do, but oh, I was right there. You were close. Now, there would have been a lot of time left if he scores there. Still Very though. possible that it goes 42-42 to overtime, but you would have been right there. I would have been there. Just yep. one stop for 10 grand with 2-5? Yeah. I mean, that's all you could ask for. But, of course, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. But, anyway, that's them's the breaks, as they say. Jerry, some things haven't gone your way recently. What are you going to do? 
<laughs> no, I'm paying for everything. Uh, okay, uh, Jerry, what do you have over there? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone since you are such a big Kadarius Tony fan these yeah. days. I figured I'd let you hear this from one Kevin Harlan on the fan. Zubas will punt. And he sends it down the middle looking into the lights. It was retrieved at the 30-yard line by Kadarius Tony. He dances and breaks the tackle. Runs laterally on the 35. Packers ahead the near side 40. Packer at the 50 on the near sideline, the 40. Getting a block at the 30 down the near sideline, the 20. He gets another block at the 10. He spins to the 5. This kid's electric. Oh, gas, no break. Down to the 5. Down to the 5. Again, Kevin Harlan Westwood won on yes. the point. Yes. Damn right, he's electric. <laughs> Young Joker. Touchdown. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then, in the end, the uh, with the game tied, this is the field goal that you're talking about that was not a touchdown because of the slide down. Winchester, the snap. The hold by Townsend. The kick is away and good! 27-yard field goal to take the lead with eight seconds remaining in Super Bowl 57. 38-35. Again, Kevin Harlan, Westwood, oh. the fan, and that was your final score as the Chiefs come back to beat the Eagles to win the championship. Patrick Mahomes named MVP, 21 of 27, 182 yards and three touchdowns. Some of the post-game stuff and a lot of it. Here's Andy Reid, the keys to the win. Well, uh, I'll give the credit to the big old line and to Pat Mahomes and all those guys around him. Eric Bieniemy was phenomenal, also. <laughs> we'll see if he stays. Somebody take City. him off my hands for God's sake! <laughs> Tired of this. Here was uh, Reed overjoyed with the victory that uh, he looked into the eyes of the reporter. It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That was Tom Rinaldi he was talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a look at all the uh, statistics and everything else. There's also a fourth down statistic in this game uh, where the uh, the Eagles were very successful on fourth down. On yeah. top of being 11 of 18 on third down. Yeah, and then they had that one fourth and short, though, with the uh, full start penalty. That uh, was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. There was uh, Mahomes on Fox fighting through the sore ankle. Yeah, I told y'all this week, there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field. And uh, I just want to shout out my teammates, man. We challenged each other. It took everybody to win this football game. So uh, shout out my teammates, baby. We're Super Bowl champs, baby. Let's go. Uh, yes, and he the MVP. Here's Travis Kelsey. Uh, so how do you get so open? Certainly has gone well for him. Kelsey, six catches, 81 yards and a score. Come on, baby. I got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, baby. <laughs> Things just happened. I got a great team. We have, we have a man that feels good. Not man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to win it. And look at us now. <laughs> that, that's not true again. <laughs> of course, I mean, it's not there's a true. lot of people that obviously said that they were going to win. Yeah, there was that whole momentum going into the season, though, about how losing Tyreek Hill and the division getting better, that's and people true. weren't as many people weren't picking the Chiefs. But please, there were people taking the Broncos. Yeah, there were, but and the Raiders to say not and one of you know. It was their 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 run through the playoffs was a hell of a lot tougher than the Eagles. Sure, I mean they were the one seed for crying out loud. What are you talking about? Nobody believed you. And their games that they lost were to Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah. Now what I don't know is is it possible that all the guys on the Fox pregame show all picked the Eagles? I didn't see. They did. So maybe that's who he's referencing. Yeah, maybe if if that got back to him, but. 
I mean, I, that's when I knew that I was going to win my bet, is when I saw every time that happens, where everybody yeah. picks the same team, Goes it never way. works out that way. Well, it didn't last night. Here was uh, Kadarius Tony on NFL Network on the 65-yard punt return. He made a play, longest punt return in Super Bowl history. And then you've got the story of Juju Smith-Schuster, who earned himself some cash last night. Are you aware of the incentive that you hit today? No, no, no. What's the extra money? Do you want to know? I know, yeah, let me know. What's up, what's up? Okay, so you had to play at least half the offensive snaps. Okay, okay. And the Chiefs have to win. Check, check, big check for a million. <laughs> How does he not know that? That's what I said. I don't know. It's a good <clears> question. That was uh, both Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kadarius Tony, courtesy of NFL Network. Now, in terms of Philadelphia, you get to the Brad James Bradbury hold. Here he was post game. Yeah, got it. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold. So they called it. Mm -hmm. Nick Sirianni, a very mature thought on the Bradbury hold. That's what he saw, and he, and he called it. And so that's never – I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the – it's not That's not what it is. He would go on to say it's all the calls, all the plays that uh, roar into the full 60 I minutes. Mean, from an, I mean, you couldn't ask for more of an offensive – Entertaining game. It was fun. It was, it, was, really it, was. it was a fun game, and it was. It wasn't one of these. It's just that it ended flat. That's all. Like you wanted something to happen, where you know a team wasn't going to run out the clock and sure. kick a field goal. Right, which is exactly the way it went. And Nick Sirianni's got a lot of memes out there. Uh, the one now crying. from crying, Chris Stapleton, and then the one that was being used against him last night was where he stared into the camera and does a yeah, <laughs> nodding his head. So the one I saw was. Did you blow a 10-point Super Bowl halftime lead? Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to get it a little bit. Yeah. That's the way it works. Well, so while he had a very good thought on the Bradbury holding, while Bradbury himself acknowledged that it was a holding, Michael Barkan on NBC Sports Philadelphia was doing the post-game show. He didn't like it. They get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bull call i mean utter complete bullshit did you see this i did his co-host is like huh his eyes wide open going what just happened so that guy that you just played right there do you know i worked with him you did i did work when? with him at uh at the usa network uh during the world league of american football wow. in 1990 and 1991 i was the Jeez. color analyst on monday night football brad nessler was the play-by-play -play guy and Michael Barkan was our Kevin Burkhardt. He was out in the stands. How about that? We spent a lot of time down in Birmingham. So that they and they were they were the Birmingham Fire, and uh, he would inter like, be out there in the stands with the guy blowing fire, you know, out of his. <laughs> well, he was much. blowing fire last night. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael was great to work with. I mean, he was never at a loss for a story or for words or no. any of that stuff. Yeah, it was great. And here he was uh, wrapping things up, and I mean, really wrapping things up. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways. And you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl. And that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. <laughs> going to be in the car. No, I'm sure. Now, uh, did uh, Philadelphia go on fire last night? Yeah. Yes. Go to NewYorkPost.com. It's the first thing. Everybody going crazy in the streets. 
uh, screaming F the Chiefs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same thing they would have done if they won. If they won, that yeah. is true. Here was Jalen Hurts. He played, uh, I know he lost the fumble that wound up being a touchdown. In the loss, 27 of 38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown, 70 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns. This thing's... It's tough. It's tough. You know, we worked really hard to have this opportunity and to come up short. You know, it's um, it's tough. CBS Sports Network. My goodness. What? <laughs> Benched in the title game. Lost in the playoffs. Oh, that's ridiculous. Heisman I mean, runner, come on, MVP Steven. Runner, Steven, who's coming up season? with this? Why right. don't you just put Jalen Hurts, loser. Yeah. <laughs> Dumped in 10th grade. Holy moly. Hey, uh, Stephen Waldron. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Who put this freaking graphic together for Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Our HQ team. Your HQ team. Oh, okay. CBS Sports HQ. I mean, that's rough, man. Come on. He played his ass off yesterday. Well, if anybody knows close but no cigar, it's CBS HQ, right? <laughs> Easy there, Chief. Easy there, Chief. That was very funny. Uh, so with that, that's it. The NFL season's over. Uh, second championship in four years for Kansas City. Uh, what else can I tell you? Devontae Smith in the loss, seven catches for 100 yards. A.J. Brown, eight for 96 and a touchdown. Fox Sports, oh, Rex Ryan is going to interview with uh, Sean Payton out in Denver. Oh, oh, that'd be interesting. That's even more combustible. It could be. It could be. But oh, so I, I'm flying back yesterday, and um, I'm thinking, you know, you always worry about your flight. You know, I, always, I always talk when I get on a flight, mm -hmm. and I'm looking around, making sure I know what's going on, who's coming on the plane, and all that other stuff. And... Uh, so I had the, we had the bathroom coordinator in, in the first row uh, to my left. Your bathroom coordinator. There he is, Carl Banks. Oh. And right in front of me, I had Nick Mangle. Oh. And I was like, yeah, nobody's getting to this freaking, uh, you know, to the cockpit just in case. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about anything. You're good to right. go. I felt bad for Nick and Carl both because neither one of those guys could fit in the bathroom on one of those 737s. Oof, and that is brutal. It really is. Those planes, I mean, if you're a big guy, I mean, I had a hard time going in there. In the bathroom. In the yeah. bathroom. I mean, like, they're, they're way too small. Everything's too small on the plane. It's, it's, it's insanity. Keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. But, as Al said over the weekend, we keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and that is true. Uh, Fox Sports announced Derek Jeter will be part of the network studio coverage for the coming season. So he'll be reunited with A-Rod once again. NBA tonight. Knicks take on the Nets. We will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. Northwestern beat number one Purdue 64-58. Tonight you've got Hofstra taking on Drexel. So you can enjoy that. And Scotty Scheffler won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I also have some good news for Met fans that I'm going to tell you about when we come back on the other side. Nice. Wow, is this a Boomer exclusive? Uh, if you want to call it that, it's sure. Boom exclusive? Yeah. All right, I'm excited for that. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS Sports Network, Boomer teased some good news for Mets fans. He's not in the studio right now, so when he comes back, we will find out what that good news for Mets fans is. In the meantime, I had a miserable box story last night. I had two for the Eagles. Uh, sorry, two for the Chiefs, five for the Eagles. And if they would have scored a touchdown at the end, it would have had a real shot at $10,000. Ten grand cash. If uh, Jarek McKinnon didn't slide down at the goal line, which was the right football play, but that just rips your heart out. Uh, Aaron and Lindenhurst was on the other side of one of these. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Oh, Gio, I got to tell you, man, McKinnon going down at the goal line netted me $15,000 for the final score. <laughs> well, I knew someone would be on the other end of it. I'm happy that it's you, Aaron, a listener, and you had a great night. That is awesome. I just, uh, for every bad beat, there's someone on the other end celebrating. Dude, I feel very, very much sorrow for you, Gio, but I got to <laughs> tell you, I got a son starting LSU in the fall, and this money is going to come in very, very handy. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest, man? When you win something like that, you're not expecting, you're like, man, this money is such a relief right now, because I've got Dude, whatever was, coming up. I was in tears on my couch. My son's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you have no idea how many issues this is going to solve for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're crying like Nick Sirianni before the game. Good job, Aaron. I'm happy for you. I'm sad for myself still, but I am happy for you. $15,000 in cash. I let 10000 slip through my fingers last night. Wasn't my fault, but I was right there, damn it. I had somebody in a $50,000 pool last night. Yeah. It's amazing how many pools they So they were estimating before the Super Bowl that they expected at least $16 billion. <laughs> That was going to be, and that was, I guess that's a combination of legal bets and illegal bets, like sure. the boxes, the squares, and things of that nature. So, but do, you call, do you call it a box, or do you call it a square? I call it a box, Super Bowl box. You call like it a boxes. Super Bowl square or box, guys? Box. Box. Definitely box, right? 100% yeah, box. Like it's got to be a box. Yeah, I don't know who goes square. Who says square? Anybody? I don't, I don't know. I've never even heard that. It's like Hollywood Squares. You remember the, the, the game show Hollywood Squares? Of course, squares? yeah. yeah. Who's that guy? I got a box. <laughs> Who was that guy who was always on Hollywood Squares? It was like such Richard a... Richard Dawson? Richard, no. It was the guy in the... Oh, God. Paul Lynn? That's the old one. I'm talking about like the 90s one. I got to look that up. While I'm looking that up, what's your uh, Mets tease? You got to pay that Oh, off. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I believe I feel like I... You know, <laughs> I feel like... Matt fans should be happy that Keith Hernandez is going to be back in the SNY booth. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Are yeah. we breaking some news here? Uh, you know, I'm just feeling like I have it on uh, on what I feel is really good sources. This is awesome. That he will be back in the SNY booth. And hopefully it will be announced this week. 
Wow, that is that great is news. Great. That is awesome. That is awesome for all of us. I mean, Man. we're all happy. I don't. Doesn't matter what what it took or how it got there or what you know what what who had to jump through what hoops Uncle and all that. Uncle Stevie stuff. got involved, maybe. Who? The Uncle Stevie. I uh, know. Uh, I know. Stevie has nothing to do with that. So um, you know, this is this is SNY is a separate entity of from, from Steve Cohen. And the Wilpons are in charge of that, so that's why people right. were getting very upset that Keith Hernandez was apparently being lowballed. So, well, I, I don't know if that's the case either. I, th- I just think it's just a matter of people, you know. And, and the closer it got to spring training, the more you know concerned we all as Met fans became because we all want to be whole, and being whole is having him as a part of the broadcast. So there you go. Some breaking news this morning from Mets land: Keith Hernandez will be back. In the SNY booth with Gary and Ron after a long, contentious, ridiculous contract negotiation where they should have just given him the money right away. Yeah, well, I don't know about all of that I and do. how that is and how we're playing that all out. But I'm just saying that uh, for good news for us as Met fans who love watching the games and love watching and listening to Gary, Ronnie and Keith. Awesome. So that is great. Uh, so we will tweet that out. Uh, we will take all the credit for that because Boomer was uh, the man who dug that story up. So tremendous work. I don't have to dig anything. You dug it up. I you did some digging. I'm trying to give you credit. I mean, you did some digging. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I was just wanted to bring some good news to you know Met fans. Just like there's a lot of good news for us Ranger fans right now. That is correct. By the way, Shadow Stevens was the guy I was thinking about on Hollywood Square. Shadow Stevens. He was always on that in the '90s. Shadow Stevens. I feel like Paul Lynn was always on probably in the '70s and the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> Shadows, a battle of the decades. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Valanche, remember Bruce Valanche? Bruce Valanche, no, I don't remember that. One at of all. the ugliest people to ever walk the earth. Okay, <laughs> I'm serious. Take a look at him. I'm looking at some of these these old people in the Hollywood squares. It's just unbelievable. Whoopi was on a lot of that. Penn Jillette was a big part of it. But yeah, Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey, Godfrey. Yeah, yeah, he was on there. Yeah, <laughs> Shadow Stevens. I'm uh, trying to think if I. I, I I swear I don't know I don't remember if I ever did that as a celebrity participant. <laughs> I love how you forget what would be the coolest moment of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like if I were on Hollywood Squares, it'd be one of the coolest moments of my life, and you can't remember if you did it or I not. I kind of feel like we did. I don't. Kind of feel like we did it in the '80s. Or I don't. I God. Well, I can look that up. He might I remember be on doing IMDb. MTV remote control. I remember doing all that. Yeah. Hollywood Squares. You did Boomer. Family Feud. Yeah, yeah, Family Feud, of course, yeah. It doesn't look like it. Maybe not. It does not look like you're on Hollywood I thought Squares. We had, I thought we had an NFL Hollywood Squares. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, Steven, get to work on that, man. Find that by the end of the show, right? You got that surveillance video from Kansas City. Let's see if Boomer was on Hollywood Squares back in the 80s. Uh, what was your I'll take? Get in touch with my Hollywood Squares, guys. Perfect. I know. I figured you had one. Uh, your take on the Super Bowl halftime show and Rihanna. I thought it was good. She ended up coming out pregnant, which changed things. She is saying, I, I, have to, I will be honest and I will be genuine about all of this. Okay. The moment she grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. Wait, wait, what? She grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I did. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a point there at the beginning of the whole thing, and at least, at least that's what I saw. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> it was the, she? It's the weirdest thing ever, man. I did not. I I did not pick up on that. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I saw something I didn't want to see. I don't know. She grabbed her crotch. I, I, I don't and know. Smelled I, I, her fingers. I'm trying to figure out what the hell she was doing. And then 
you know, I, I mean, I, for me, I would never have gotten on one of those platforms like she did. Yeah. Well, and the fact that she was pregnant on top of that. Yeah, I know. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I guess you, I guess it did happen. I might not have been looking at that it very was, moment. Was, I watched it, the whole thing. I was I was excited to see it, just like everybody else is. And I just sat there and just said, as soon as that happened, I said, I'm I'm done. Huh. Maybe Grab I'm, your maybe crotch I'm, and smell your fingers. It's an, is, do we have that move there by uh hey, do we have this on CBS Sports Network? Probably not. I mean, like was and I would think that everybody was thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Yeah, I actually I mean, she's got to be pregnant or or something's going on because she looked like she was. I don't know. What. Well, yeah, she has the belly out in the yes. red thing, and yes. it was like, and she just had a baby in May. So I was thinking she either like baby, is, baby fat or whatever. Or. <laughs> Still to this, this life. I mean, we're almost a year away from it. Didn't she confirm she's pregnant? She, she, she did. She did. I'm uh, saying before we knew, like I wasn't sure uh, while we were watching it, and she did confirm it afterwards. Um, but so yeah. how long is she into it? So she's got a baby bump. What is she into it? About three and a half, four months? I'm not sure. I, I that I don't know. I didn't see that. I thought like <laughs> this is what was my thought when I found out she was pregnant. That the whole thing was like. The white dancers were the sperm, and she was the egg. That's what I thought. That was my take on it. You think that there was? Yeah, any I, mean, I mean, like her movements were, you know, kind of minimal. They were, but she, you know, yeah. she's got a baby in there. That's I what guess. I'm saying. That's so it makes sense, right? But I, did, <laughs> I swear to you, I watched this whole thing. I must have looked down on my phone to see the reaction on Twitter or something. I did not see the crotch grab, smell your finger situation, but. I am. I am reading about it now. And oh, you are. At it okay, now. so so I wasn't the only you one. You were not saw the it. only one. Yeah, I didn't know whether or not I was going to say anything this morning. But to be honest, I have to tell you. So the moment I saw it, I was just, uh, whatever. What a segment for Boomer, though. Keith Hernandez breaking news. This, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what do you mean? Just say you're coming with a lot of good info this morning. Well, I, I was watching it like everybody else was. Yeah, I somehow missed it. And normally that would be a so thing. So there is a thing. So what did you oh, do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I did. And Jerry, first of all, he texted me right away. He said, Boomer is right. It did happen. Now I'm also reading this article from the Daily Mail that said, uh, The shine bright like a diamond singer, 34, wowed fans in an all red outfit and in a swooping dance move seemed to grab her crotch before licking and smelling her fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what she was trying to say. I never know what anybody is trying to say in these situations. Well, anyway, I mean, outside of that, she's got some hits. I enjoyed it. I sat there and I watched it. I thought it was a, a decent halftime show. Wasn't the greatest I'd ever seen. But oh, no, I would be. I would have been. Like, she was up on that platform. I don't know how high that thing was. But, man, she wasn't tethered to anything. Yeah, she was. Oh, she was. 100% she oh, was. Right, yeah. okay. No, no, they, they, you saw that she had. There was no way. That she was untethered up there. I, I was looking for that. I was waiting to see someone come over and untether her. I did watch that, and they did, and then they tethered her back up. So, yes, I mean, uh, there was no doubt that she could be up there. Um, and the, the other dancers were, too, uh, the, the ones that went up there in the thing. Where are the dancers? Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, what the hell is his name on SNL? Where they did that whole dance skit. Oh God, the Beyonce! Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, now. yes, yes. I thought you were first uh, referring to the uh, bleep in a box thing. No, 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 they, no. That was right. pretty funny too. <laughs> that was also funny. Uh, okay.
So there you go. So uh, Keith Hernandez is back, and Rihanna smelled her fingers after grabbing her crotch. Those are the two things that we learned in the last couple of minutes. And we will take a break from one end to the other. And the fact that there are no coffee filters in the back. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Uh, Bogish texted me and said that he took care of it, and there is new coffee being made right now. I can confirm that because I just got some. Right. But where did he find the filters? I, I looked everywhere for filters. I bet Bogish is hiding filters. I think Bogish is hiding filters? He's squirreling filters away. There's no doubt and about it. And why was he texting you about filters? I He must have. Did you see him back there? I did not. Unless he was, you know. Were you ranting and raving in the hall where right, people could have Where are the filters as you walked back? <laughs> I, I was not ranting and raving in the hall. I do not rant and rave. I think you guys realize that I, I don't think I rant and rave. Do you think I rant and rave? No, but maybe in this particular case. All I did, six have voice. you ever seen me rant and rave? Yes. Uh, okay. It doesn't happen a lot, but it uh, happens. A little, little, you know, awkward self-awareness on my part because I don't ever really think of it's myself. Not, it's not a lot, but it happens. Okay. okay. I've probably seen it three times in five years, but I've seen it. Can you give me Can you give me a time of when I rant and didn't rave? Because if it's that few of a time, then you have to, there's got to be some memory of that. Yeah, there was one time where I think we were talking about something on the air that you didn't want to talk about. It wasn't like a, anybody's fault. It was just something. And then like when we went off the air, you were like, I don't know why anybody cares about these people, these stupid a-holes. Like you went on for a while. Oh, so I, that was a rant and a rave? It was definitely a rant and a rave. And it was very funny. I laughed. But it was definitely a rant and a rave. So okay. 6.46 a.m., uh, Andrew Bogish, tell Boomer I started new coffee. So I don't know how or why or what's going on. Well, good but, for Andrew. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's that's what maybe he's going for. Employee of the month. What? Maybe, maybe he knew you were in need, and he decided to use his own shirt oh, as a filter. <laughs> <laughs> Gio Coney alive in the Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, Chiefs win Super Bowl 57. You know, I saw a lot of Philly haters that were into this loss and happy that the Eagles lost. And I know that we all can't stand Philadelphia, but I mean they have had... Even though they lost in the World Series, they lost in the Super Bowl. They've had a pretty damn good run in recent memory. And they got the Eagles got that championship in 2017 with a backup quarterback. It was one of the great stories in Super Bowl history. So, I mean, here in New York, we really haven't seen a championship in a very long time. The Eagles have had one, and they've had more exciting moments. So it's not like I don't feel like us as New York sports fans can sit there and gloat at Philadelphia for losing this football game. Yeah, well, you know, now comes the hard part. Now they got to try to keep the team together, and they got to pay Jalen Hurts. So, good luck. You know, and this is where Howie Roseman's got to do his work, and I know that they felt like they, they had this game, and they had a chance to win this game, and they probably felt like after this all's all said and done, they're going to be wondering what happened to their defense. And I wonder if Vic Fangio uh, coming over from after he got in, uh, let go and before he started with the Miami Dolphins, he I'm sure he's starting with the Dolphins today, um, the Eagles hired him. Yeah, I know they brought him in to consult on this game, and uh, yeah. Not so good. Yeah, I don't think so either, you know. And I just wonder about the egos in the building and everything and whether or not anybody's, you know, feelings were upset about that. Man, you got, you got the, you have a great season going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you're going to bring in a guy. I know that he was, you know, obviously is very intimate knowledge of Kansas City because of his time in Denver and everything. And I know he's a highly respected defensive coordinator, but that seemed really weird to me. 
Did it? See, I, I actually, I had a totally different take on it. I, I thought that it was it was smart by them because Vic Fangio, as you said, highly regarded. You know, he hadn't started his new job yet. They brought him in. I think any bright mind that could help you, especially someone who's got experience and success against Patrick Mahomes, is is something that can help. I, I, I don't know. I thought that was a sharp move, and if. If it did upset people in the building, that's a different situation. Obviously, the results here were horrendous. I don't know how much Vic Fangio had to do with that or not, or is just Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense doing what they were doing. But, yeah, I mean, I I guess it's sort of like the, the Zach Wilson personal quarterback coach type of thing. Like, you got to bring this guy in. I mean, you made it all the way here. You had all these sacks. And... Now, all of a sudden, you're bringing in somebody else to help you out? I don't know. I, I, I guess I can understand your point, but I, I looked at them as as being that being more of a sharp move than a stupid yeah. move. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Looking at, you know, looking back at the Eagle schedule from the season, you know, from, let's say, week 13. Let's say week 13. You know, they played Tennessee, who had, what, Malik Willis was probably quarterback at that time. Then they played the Giants. Then they played the Chicago Bears. They got hammered by the Cowboys, as we all remember, 40-34. to 34, And that was Minshew's game. And then New Orleans, they lost that game. That was also a Minshew game. And then came the Giants again in Week 18. And then they went through New York and San Francisco. I mean, so overall, maybe their defensive uh, statistics were a little bit padded because of the teams that they were playing late in the year. Yeah, I mean, they certainly had not played anybody like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey in this this offense. There's there's no doubt about that. They hadn't got anywhere near that type of level. Right. But still, I mean, getting to the quarterback, that's their entire game. That's what they have thrived on the entire season was getting to the quarterback, and it didn't happen in this game. And then everything else was exposed. So, I mean, when you lead the world in sacks, it helps you out in every area and every level of the defense, and they didn't have it in this game, and... And that was that, man. I have to go back. You know, I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch it again. And I'll take a look at uh, how many times the defense splits. And then we'll take a look at all the you know, statistics and, you know, when they all come out after the fact of, of the blitzing, you know, proponent in, in this game. But I, I don't ever feel like uh, Philadelphia really blitzed. I felt like they just kept playing with seven guys in the secondary. Yeah. I mean, maybe they brought in Ed Donatel, not Vic Fangio, to <laughs> give them advice on this particular uh, game plan. Oh, let's go to Lou in Eatontown. What's up, Lou? Good morning. Good morning, guys. I was uh, watching the Super Bowl, as everyone. And at halftime, I switched off because I really don't go for the halftime show. When I went back to switch to the third quarter, on my TV screen, too many people were streaming, and I was unable to watch the game. Only on Channel 5. Too many people were streaming. Yeah, I have a DirecTV streaming service. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that service. I have that service, too, and it sucks. And let me tell you, I was, I mean, my friends left. Uh, I was trying to get on the phone to somebody. No, you can't forget that. Yeah, forget that is right. They had an overwhelming amount of people watching it. And I thought it was going to be temporary. but And as soon as the game was over, I got Channel 5 back. And I have about five Channel 5s, you know, FS1, 2, 3. So wait a second, you didn't, how much of the game did you miss because of this? I, 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 again, I watched the first half, and the guy, finally a technician told me if I didn't switch the channel, I wouldn't have lost it. Once I got off, once I got off the channel, it filled up. I would say the interface with DirecTV Stream sucks. Yeah, I mean, they've always had, and they have the worst customer service in America, and that's saying a lot. 
Well, yeah, I got to get rid of this sir. crap. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I just wonder if anybody else. Wonder if anybody else had called about that. No, no not, the not first yet. guy this morning. Yeah. yeah, that that is horrendous. Uh, all right, let's go to Randy in Brooklyn. What's going on, Randy? Boomer and Geo. Woo! Oh, yeah. yeah. What's happening, Randy? Good morning. All right. All right. So uh, I was talking to my sister about this. Told uh, her what Boomer said about Rihanna. Now, apparently, I think that I don't listen to her. I'm a heavy metal guy. But apparently, this chick is actually known for grabbing her crotch and then sniffing it. Uh, she's a uh, dirty girl, so to speak. So, yeah. Uh, this, so, I guess, Boomer, this is more of a norm thing. To you and I, it's not. Because uh, we don't see her or watch her perform. But this is what she does. So, yeah, I don't think she was, like, grabbing her crotch and sniffing it and, like, oh, hey, baby, what's going on? So, yeah. It's normal. So, like everybody, you're saying like everybody's got to move, right? So, like Michael Jackson had the moonwalk, and you know you've got these artists that do their own special thing, and hers is the grab of the crotch and, and sniffing and licking the fingers. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, a lot of innuendo there. So, yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> All right, Randy, appreciate the insight there. Yeah, I not. Uh, I did not know that. And I listen. I know Rihanna's music. I did not know that was her move. I did not know that was her signature move. Like Justin Jefferson has the gritty. Yeah, Rihanna's got the crotch grab and the sniffing of the fingers. Right, and I think uh, the Kelsey has this thank you leg, right, Dave? You got to open that. I can't open. Okay, it. very good. What's going on, Dave? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I didn't want to call you out, Boomer. A little hypocritical, though. You turned off the halftime show, but when when Kelsey did that iconic thank you leg, you didn't you didn't turn off the game, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what the hell the thank you leg is, Dave. I honestly, I, I really, I really, I really don't know. I mean, I just told you uh, watching halftime and somebody grabbing their crotch and licking and smelling their fingers. You know, I, I, I just had just, I just had some chili. All right. I don't know. It just it just felt like off to me. I, I'm sorry if that disappoints you. No, no, no. It doesn't disappoint. I had chili last night too, but the same thing happened when when Kelsey did the stanky leg. I said to my kid, "What what is that? I've never seen that. It's basically the same thing." So what what did you what did you tell your kids when you saw Rihanna do what she did? No, I thought it was horrible. Also, horrible. Well, I want them to bring back. Bring I don't know. Back. You know, if I go to her concert and she does this, it's a different story. I expect it. <clears throat> I guess. I'm just saying, everybody's got their move. It's like Gio said. Everybody's. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. That's her move. I didn't like it. So what? Everybody's got their move. You know, like uh, that guy from uh, Turkey, you know, who does the dance with his belly. That's his move. That's his move. He does the thing, you know, that's his move. And Rihanna's move is the. the What do we call call that? We got, we got, we got the stanky leg on it. I guess it was that one of the uh, after the touchdown dances. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Travis Kelsey did the stanky leg. Yeah, Gina did. I knew of the stanky leg. I actually was familiar with stanky leg. And Gina asked, "What are they doing? Are they yeah, saying so she didn't know? I didn't know. She, it's like it's what are they doing? Like his butt smells or something? That's what she thought it was. And I said, "No, no, no, no. That's it's called that's the stanky leg. Right, here, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Uh, Brian and Mountainside. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Gio. Boomer, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Oh, great, Brian. How are you this morning? <laughs> Boomer, I just find it a little odd that two guys, you know, middle-aged, good-looking guys who are out there, you know, uh, 
you know, watching a halftime show of a beautiful woman out there dancing her first time on stage in years, and you guys are, or Boomer, you're offended by, you know, like the, the crotch sniff? I mean, what world are we living in today? Yeah, you tell me what world we're living in today. I have no idea what world we're living in today that, you know, in the middle of halftime of uh, the Super Bowl, that somebody can grab their crotch and sniff it. And somebody is as beautiful and as talented as Rihanna. I don't know. You tell me. Fair, fair enough. I, I also wanted to touch on one more thing, if, if you guys don't mind. Did anyone go down the road last week of it being just a tad suspicious that you guys had a whole conversation about getting the uh, norovirus the week before you went down to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, you know, midweek, Boomer clocks out for a show with the virus? Did we talk about us getting the norovirus the week before the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I did. I thought you were. Done. I don't remember saying that. I remember talking about getting sick on the plane somehow, but not the uh, not the norovirus. Yeah. So this this is a guy who now is challenging you, saying that you were lying about being sick. That's that it's was his whole goal. Yeah, that's that's where he was going. With. I got off the plane yesterday, and the guy says to me, he "Goes uh, so tell me about this norovirus. How long did it last?" I said, well, "I don't know, eighteen to thirty six hours." And he's like, "Yeah, my kids have it right now." Mm. I said, well, you're going to get it. Good luck. Hopefully it won't be as violent as it was for me. Yeah, everybody's got it. I mean, uh, Allie's daughter, our makeup artist, she has it. My daughter, Sabrina, has it. Uh, my friend, the batting practice champ, uh, his son has it. Everybody's got the damn thing. It's, yeah. just, it's just everywhere. You had it. Everybody's got it. So it's just a lot of puking. As I checked out, yeah, you would, you would have loved me there Thursday morning. I know, because I was so... You saw me when I came down from the elevator because I didn't know you were sick. Yes, and I'm I know. clapping and smiling because Kevin Durant got traded. And I'm like, <laughs> let's go! And you were waiting for me and you were early. And I was like, he's up early because he wants to talk Kevin Durant. And you go, I can't do it. And just threw the keys away. By the way, I did see Kevin Durant at a party. Uh, I did not go to the party. They were covering parties out in Phoenix. Yeah. And he was already out there. He's already right in the mix. Awesome. He's a big-time celebrity in the Valley. Gotta love that. You see, like, to, to be very, very happy with him. I was going to order. I was on the plane. I had the Wi-Fi on the plane. And I was trying to order a Kevin Durant son's jersey. Yes. But it, it's not going to ship to like, the end of March. And I was like, oh, you could have got him out there. They had I him know, out there. I know, I know. I didn't have time. Uh, by the way, the stanky legs, a multi-step dance that involves a circular movement of the dancer's leg with an alternation between legs. The okay. dance also contains elements of dances such as the booty do. Booty D E W. Booty do. Not booty do like D O. No, not do do. No, like do. Like a, do. Like a fresh like do. Mountain do. Mountain do, yeah, like a fresh do. Do in the morning. Fresh booty do. Can, can you show me what that is? Do you know what it is? The booty do? I yes. don't know the booty do. The stanky leg, I know. You don't know see it? Can the I stanky it? leg is sort of like, uh, it's sort of like this. You're like, mm, like this. Like, oh man, I got some stink on this leg right here. Woo! So what's wrong with that? Uh, nothing, I guess. I, I mean, don't know. Is he grabbing his uh, <laughs> his, his uh, bait and tackle or no? <laughs> I did not. I did not see that. Uh, all right, let's go uh, to Pete in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Pete? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Pete? man. What's up? Philadelphia. Uh, not much. I'm a Giants fan, and I live in the belly of the beast, about a half hour outside of Philadelphia. But uh, speaking of. Um, boxes and squares um rihanna's on and you know she does her move and uh i just let out a uh you know oh my god and my 14 year old son is like dad what'd she do 
And uh, and I literally was at a loss for words. I don't I, I don't I didn't know how to describe what was just <laughs> what I just saw on television. But anyway, go Giants! <laughs> yeah, go Giants! Right? I would imagine most Giant fans are probably pretty happy this morning. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I see Marash over there. He's got his Giants Bradbury jersey on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of funny. That's actually a good move there. Do you know he he got a, a puppy from a mobile uh, shelter thing this weekend? Oh, good for him. You know, like, so basically, he, he said he went to Stu Leonard's to get dip, and he left with a terrier. Because <laughs> this thing was out in the parking lot. Oh, it, like, sort of like a, like a Mr. Softy truck, you know? Yes. And he went up there and took home a puppy. And then they tweeted about it. North Shore Animal League tweeted about it and everything. Put it up on Instagram. They that called him great. WFAN's showing more ash as opposed to CBS Sports Radio's. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that his wife is, you know, able to handle all of this and everything because I just don't trust him in this regard. Well, I think he's already got two dogs and two kids oh, prior to this all thing. Right, so it's good. So he, so this, this new puppy is going to come into a happy home. Yes, absolutely. And a little bit off center, but a happy home. Yeah. Do you think he did it just for the Instagram post? Probably, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, th- he does everything for Instagram clout, social media clout. That's his entire life. Was he one of the guys that posted a picture of him and Kevin Burkhart back in the day? I did not see his, no, but a lot of people. Oh, my God, was that sickening. Everybody who ever knew Kevin Burkhart had to tweet out a picture of the two of them. Like, look, I knew Kevin Burkhart. Now he's doing the Super Bowl. It's like what I say all the time. When somebody dies, they post a picture of them and the person that, that's dead. And I would say the, the, the nice thing about everything that went on here yesterday is that we're not even really discussing the broadcast from that standpoint. Because that means they must have done a solid job. Yeah. And I thought Kevin was fine. I thought he really was. I thought he was on everything. Did a good job. I thought Greg Olson was on everything. And that where they, and again, I, I don't know how many times they put up the Rihanna Apple Music halftime promo. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm frustrated for Greg Olson because I'm saying, you know, this is where the analysts would like to talk a little bit more about what's happening in the game and what's going on and maybe what the next steps are for the respective coaches. And you have no chance to do that because they put they got to put up this 15 to 25 second promotion and it's got to take up the whole screen. So it's, it has nothing to do about the game. From the analyst standpoint, it has everything to do about making sure Apple gets all the right mentions. Well, of course. So they can get the halftime show in. I mean, I, I, we all know the halftime show is coming. Yeah. We all know who's <laughs> in the halftime show. But yep. I guess we don't know who's sponsoring the halftime show. That's why they have to do that. Hey, you tell me all the time, man. It's big business. what it's all about. It's, it, it is. But that, that But that's the frustrating point. For the analyst, because sometimes the analyst would like to say something, mm-hmm. would like to refer back to something, or maybe predict about something that should happen or may happen, but really doesn't get a chance to do so because you have that kind of crap going on all the time. All right. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports. And but smelling your own fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. I did not hear that. The moment she grabbed her cot crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. You almost said something else there. Can I hear that one more time? The moment she grabbed her cot crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. I almost did. Yes, you're right. Wow. That would have been a real story. I almost forgot the R there. <laughs> I was going to do the whole thing about the, the halftime show. <laughs> 
everybody impressed. The moment she grabbed her crotch and smelled her fingers, I walked away. <laughs> I just said enough, man. I, you really did just get up and do something else? I said, I don't need to see this. What'd you go and do? Have Wash I, or something. You know. did some laundry? I went to the bathroom, actually. <laughs> Oh, man. Snatch blitzes. Yeah, snatch blitzes is right. <laughs> Where did he find that? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, okay. He's got a whole folder on you if you weren't aware. Yeah. Well, I'm aware. I'm, believe me. Uh, <laughs> Jerry is here uh, with an update. Yeah. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Edison Heating and Cooling. The sounds from last night's Chiefs Super Bowl went over the Eagles 38-35. First things first, this is when the Chiefs um, take a nice eight-point lead, as heard in Kansas City Chiefs Radio with Mitch Holtus. In the center of the field with McKinnon, the running back. A fast left side, wide open, Sky Moore, touchdown! Kansas City on a pivot route, and Kansas City has a chance now to get up by eight points on a four-yard touchdown pass Mahomes to Sky Moore. And again, Mitch Holtis, Chiefs radio, so that puts them up by eight, but the Eagles would come back and tie it. However, they wouldn't win it because the Chiefs would get down the field. You had the holding penalty on James Bradbury as part of the drive. McKinnon sliding down at the one, bleed the clock because Philadelphia was out of timeouts. And uh, here's Merrill Reese, not all that excited as he gets into the final play. Well, not the final play, but the go-ahead play. From our standpoint, from your standpoint, it yeah. appears that the wrong team yes. won. Eagles but. played with everything they had. Here is Bunker. Bunker for what could be and should be the winning three points. The ball is spotted. The kick is up. And the kick is good. And that was that. The wrong, wrong team won, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the eyes of those guys. But I will say... <clears throat> It was interesting to me watching this game how Jalen Hurts kept taking the down clock all the way down to all like way down. one second. Yeah. And how many times they had just gotten the ball off. And I was wondering if he was actually even paying attention. They got beat on one of them, though. Yeah, no. And then there was them. one where Nick Sirianna had to call a timeout. Like that cost which them, Which hurt them. Yes. No doubt. Um, so the Chiefs win. Second time in four years they've done that. Some of the numbers of note. Patrick Mahomes, 21 of 27, 182, three touchdowns. He was the MVP. Uh, Kadarius Tony indeed with a... Touchdown catch, a 65-yard punt return as well. And Skymore, that four-yard touchdown catch in a big game for Travis Kelsey. Nick Bolton, by the way, the 36-yard fumble return for a touchdown. So here is Terry Bradshaw with Andy Reid on Fox. I guess these two were tight. He's getting uh, beaten up pretty good, Terry Bradshaw, for the way he introduced him. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> yeah, you, you big fat slob. Come on. Get right in here. <laughs> you pig <laughs> wipe that barbecue sauce off your face fatso and let's waddle right in here well that's when he says goodbye I mean is he mocking him again we know Reed likes to eat we do know that Philadelphia you did a great job it was a great game but how about those cheese that's what we're talking about have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts <laughs> Well, that's his thing. I know, that's, I know that. that's his thing. He's yeah. getting beaten up, though, for basically calling him fat and eating. <laughs> Come on over here. Pretend this microphone's an ice cream cone. <laughs> Get right up in there. <laughs> Slob face. <laughs> God. Oh, man. 
Uh, yeah, good old Terry. Uh, what else? Here's Patrick Mahomes. So he's won a couple of times. Sounds like he plans on winning a lot more. Luckily, I'm going to Disneyland now, so I have Disney World and Disneyland crossed off, and I'll have to make some more parks so I can go around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be Patrick Mahomes right now. Here was his tight end Travis Kelsey on him. Toughest son of a gun you ever you ever met, man. That Texas that Texas gunslinger ain't gonna let nothing get in the way. As he fought through that ankle injury again that flared up, but he would get through it. Says nothing was gonna keep him off the field in this game. Now Kelsey versus Kelsey was a storyline all week long. Um, this is a little long, but here's uh, Travis talking about beating his brother Jason and. Uh, a little emotional, as they say. There's nothing you can really say to uh, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that. Um, you know, you uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's um, it's a uh, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership, great coaches. Obviously, at the it came down to the end. Yep, where they were. No, so they're actually saying that Jason Kelsey may end up retiring. He's not sure. Really. May end up retiring. Now, both of these guys are going to be going Good. into the Hall of Fame, too, by the way. Sure. I mean, you know, Jason is a five-time All-Pro center. <clears throat> so uh, that's automatic induction. He's got a Super Bowl victory under his belt. He's got a Super Bowl appearance here under his belt. Travis has got many more years to go here. But, uh, yeah. How old is he now, Travis Kelsey? Like, Travis got to be like 30? 30, 31 or 32. Just Google it. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, he uh 33. Yeah, I feel like Kelsey's 33. I feel like he can go for another, as long as he doesn't get hurt, of course. Uh, he can go for another three years. And I'm sure that Andy will use him judiciously if, if you know to keep him as healthy as they possibly can. But they're both going in the Hall of Fame. You know, Pretty good. And, and, if, uh, and if Jason, if Jason, if he's 33, then Jason's got to be like 36, I think. I'm not sure. Are there any two brothers in the Hall of Fame? Definitely not Tiki and Rondé, because Rondé went in. Tiki's right. not in yet. <laughs> Maybe he's on one of those uh, committees down the road. 35 for uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, maybe he goes one more year, maybe. But uh, they were asking him about whether or not he was going to play another year. And, I, you know, it's a lot of money on the line for him. But that could be one place where they gain some money but end up losing the leadership and, and the ability on the field. And here was Jason on his younger brother, Travis. You know, really, really happy for Trav. You know, played his ass off. Um, that team deserves everything they had coming to him. They've earned it. Got a lot of respect for everybody in that organization. Yep, as they are Super Bowl champions. Now, more from Philadelphia. A couple of things here from Kelsey again, Jason Kelsey. Number one, the field conditions were a topic and a lot of posts online with guys slipping. Here was Kelsey, who will not use it as an excuse. I mean, both teams have to play on it. Um, I don't think it ended up being an advantage either way. I think both teams probably had their fair share of slips and whatnot. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. It was fine. Here, here he was on the uh, the Bradbury holding call, which a lot of people also pointed to as to why Kansas City won. I don't know. I'm not going to get into whether they got it right or wrong. I think they called it, and that's the way this, this goes. Um, I've said this before. I'm never going to be somebody that puts a blame or anything on officials it's a hard job which we know but it was in a big spot which is why people didn't like it and then um nick sirianni so you talked about the the meme or as jim says the meme last uh, hour about the uh, the nodding up and down that's become a big joke the crying thing maybe this takes over the, the crying jordan now it probably will it's definitely this is going to be the new thing 
No it doubt. Might, it might be. So he was asked, why were you crying before the game? Growing up in a family of a football coach you know, with a dad that's a football coach, brothers that are older brothers that played football, you know, this is what you, you dream of, of being in this moment. But those are some big tears, too. Yeah, yeah but, you know, that, that's the emotion that the, uh, the national anthem elicits when you're standing there. And you're hearing this uh, great rendition of the national anthem, and you have the, all this emotion built up inside of you. Those are happy tears, man. I tell you, Chris Stapleton is just it. unbelievable. Yeah. And I told you when I saw him at Jones Beach, I came in, I was like, he sounds just like his album. Like, he just is perfect. Every note that comes out of his mouth is perfection. And he did it at the biggest stage perfection. there. I mean, he's just, that guy, one of the great voices of all time. I in agree. My, in my lifetime, he's awesome. In the loss, Jalen Hurts, 27 of 38, 304, one touchdown, plus 70 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. What do you take away from this going forward? Uh, you either win or you learn. That's how I feel. You either win or you learn. So, you know, as always, uh, win, lose, or draw. I always reflect on the things that I could have done better, uh, things we could have done better. Man, remember hey, that was just, one uh, just no, just that one fumble, the one mistake yes. he made. He had 300 pass yards, 70 rush yards, and three rush TDs. This was his Super Bowl, man. And you know, that he was played his ass. He went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and played his ass off. Yeah, you know, if I were the Eagles, I would just run the quarterback sneak up and down the field the entire game because <laughs> nobody could stop it. And you could probably get four yards a clip on that. That's what I would do with him. Well, if you're going to be allowed to keep pushing from behind. It's unbelievable. Can't stop it. They've got to change that. I mean, maybe. Well, it used to be that you couldn't push from behind. Right. And now you can push from behind. So. And it's it's a big advantage in those down and distance of a yard or so. Uh, it's, it's football, man. It's football. That, that is football in its... In its just purity, you know what I mean? AJ, yes. AJ Brown, ninety-six yards receiving and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, seven catches for hundred yards. Both obviously coming in a loss, and that be that. Uh, Rex Ryan interview with the Broncos for their defensive coordinator job. That, according to multiple reports, should be sometime today. You got Derek Jeter being part of Fox's coverage now for the baseball season in studio. Uh, NBA tonight. Knicks take on the new look Nets, who, by the way, got burned over the weekend. Not sure if yeah. you saw the three-pointer that tied the game that they didn't allow, which I don't understand. I didn't see it live. I did see it. They did absolutely get screwed on that. There's uh, no so let's see if the Knicks actually can take you know a, a win here. This is the thing. Like they, they have not been able to beat the Nets over the last five years, right? Well, uh, spotlight's back years, on them whatever. now, yeah, right? Now, now, yeah, and they should be. And this Josh Hart addition uh, turned out to be... You know, worked out, and uh, you know, so let's see if they can continue. And I forget if it was ESPN or TNT, but they promptly pulled Nets Heat right off. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's next week or the week after that, something like that, and replaced it with another game. Um, So you're back where you belong. We'll have that on the fan at seven fifteen. Zip it. Did you see what James Harden said? Yes, I have it. If you'd like to hear, Uh, yeah, this this it's gonna, but it is long, and it's not the greatest of audio. Uh, This was James Harden. I believe this was Saturday. In terms of getting away from the Nets, this is 40 seconds on asking out, basically. There's a lot of dysfunction. There's a lot of internal things that I'm not, for me, I'm not going to ever just say or put in the media or do anything. And that was one of the reasons why, you know what I mean, I chose to make my decision. But uh, now, fast forward to date, I don't look like the crazy one. You know what I mean? I don't look like the guy that, or the quitter or whatever, you know what I mean? The, the, 
media want to call me. Like I knew what was going on, and I just decided to. Hey, I'm not. I'm not built for this. Like I'm All right. Gonna do so, it. so I'm going to ask I mean, you. So Sean Marks is like right. running this whole dysfunctional organization and spent half a billion dollars on basically nothing but headache, heartache, frustration, and absolute you know embarrassment. But I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Giannotti because they've all said this. Is Sean Marks just a disaster? Is it, because it sounds like they're pointing towards the front office as a point. As, as they got to point it themselves. Them. But they got to point it themselves. I mean, I, you know, I at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving torpedoed this. See, that's what thing. I thought he was referring to. He's like, now people say that I was a quitter. You look back, you fast forward. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I saw what was going on, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Right. Um, but I'm. But then talk about the Kyrie comments from the other day, and then you have these comments. I bet, at the you same know, Kyrie's time. comments don't count, you know, because Kyrie's actions are what counted. And to me, I think he is intimating that they let Kyrie get away with all this crap. Yeah. And, you know, that that was not going to stand him. And maybe, you know, he's a guy who got away with a lot of crap in Houston. Remember that? Of course. And then he was acting like, oh, I could have just stayed there if I wanted to stay in Houston and all that stuff. That's where my home is. That's where my family is. That's where my comfort zone is. And then I came here and, and basically he's saying... Man, Kyrie is one screwed up dude, and he screwed up this whole entire organization. I, I don't know how Sean Marks is running that place, but my God. Prior to bringing those guys in, all we did was laud Sean Marks for building that team from the ground up, yeah. making all the right decisions. And those guys came in, and everything went haywire. So I don't think it's Sean Marks. I think when James Harden says, fast forward to today, I am think he's saying he, he knew what was going on. But I think what? that I wish they would have on. the guts to say it though. I think he's referring to Kyrie. I mean, he's not referring Mark. to it. Say it. I know. But I he know. won't. He said he wouldn't. Show we some have, guts and say it. So we have to speculate now as to what we think he's right. uh, getting to. And I, I do think it's getting to Kyrie and how divisive he was. And then you know the other aspect of all of this is that man, I, I want to talk to Steve Nash and find out what the hell he was dealing with. He'd be a good guy to get on now. I Especially like, hey, with Steve, them gone. You know, listen, your 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 reputations in tatters. I mean, these guys are just basically blowtorching you. Yeah. After the Durant trade, Steve Nash did post a video on Twitter. Did you see it? No. He grabbed his crotch and smelled his fingers. <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> like that's very unlike him. I did I don't know like what he was trying to say, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I did like the Nets posting thank you tweets to Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Knock it off, idiots! Are they going to have video tributes when they come I back? Saw, I, I saw Evan post that they. I don't know if they did or not. They the, put it up on the board. Thank you, James Harden. It wasn't a video tribute. Oh, it was it just a video? picture. Thank that said you thank for you. what? <laughs> Aren't those reserved for guys that play for you for like ten years? Absolutely. Pathetic. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, Evan said, it, Evan said it best. No self-respect. Oh my organization God. with no self-respect. I could root for that organization. Oh, shut Honestly. up. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> really. I mean, you know, that organization makes the Knicks look stable. Who let's, won't drag their relax. president out let's of his office relax. to actually talk to anybody? Okay. Well, who did that before? You have a GM who hasn't spoken eight uh, years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. He spends most of his time in the basement. Well, whatever. That's the big thing you're today. If you don't got nothing to say, you just stay in the basement. You're in the basement, you right. stay in the basement. Okay. Yeah. Is that it, Jim? Yeah, that's enough. I okay. Really but man, our team looks stable. I <laughs> compared to them, yes, but yes. they're still a disaster. I never thought that there would be a more dysfunctional organization, but I have to say, I think we found it. Boston by one, nine oh two to go. Derek White down the left side gets a deep trust. All right, Jerry, very good. Uh, remember, at the beginning of the football season, we had a caller call up and say that he got into a verbal spat oh, yeah. with Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. 
And that was confirmed. That man is now back today. Mm. He was not gloating after the Eagles-Giants game, but he decides he wants to gloat this morning. So we will talk to that man next. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Remember, right before the NFL season started on this show, there was a man who called up and said, Hey, I have this uh, story you're not going to believe. I was down playing tennis in Haddonfield, New Jersey. I was wearing my Giants hat, and this guy starts screaming at me, telling me to take the hat off, and the Giants suck, and all of this stuff. And it turns out it was Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. So this guy, Peter, was like, this guy's a jerk. I can't believe it. Uh, the story did make it back to our sister station in Philadelphia, WIP. This, this I believe, was confirmed. And uh, the story was the story. Now, the Eagles went on to have this magical year, one seed, NFC championship. But they end up losing, of course, last night in dramatic fashion to the Kansas City Chiefs. So guess who's on the line for the first time since he told us that story? Wasn't that guy's name Peter? Peter in Maple Shade, New Jersey. Hello, Peter. Good morning. Hey, nobody's more happy today than me. I mean, <laughs> He's holding oh on God. to this, Peter. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. I can't wait to the next nice spring day in April, and I'm going to wear my Giants gear and go back to those tennis courts waiting for this guy to come. He lives like two blocks from the courts in Haddonfield. So <laughs> maybe he's going to show up. I don't know. But I would like to challenge him. To, I want to play one set against him. And I'm 67. He's, what, like maybe 41 or two. And I guarantee you I'll beat this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I saw how he plays. His wife was beating him that day. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. So why didn't you call until he lost? I mean, you're a big no, Giants fan. No, Pete's had me on. Uh, they called me Pete. You know, I went viral Pete for Maple Shade. So they called me before the Giants game to come on. Who, who called you? Uh, Jack Fritz. Jack Fritz, okay, from WIP? Yeah, he texted me. He has my number. So he said, you want to come on? Uh, it was right before the Giants game. So, you know, they roasted me, of course. You know, whatever. I knew yeah. they were going to roast me. Right. And uh, I I predicted the Giants were going to win. I knew the Giants weren't going to win, but it doesn't matter. I'm a Giants fan. You got to so stick I'm, with your team, Peter. That's all yeah, there is to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the Giants. You know, I'm going to wear my Giants gear all around, all, all spring, all summer. Don't worry about it. Hey, that's good. That's good. And, yeah, like I was saying this morning earlier that all Giant fans out there had to be somewhat happy to see what happened yesterday. Elated. Because I would have to spend the whole off season listening to the Fly Eagles Fly and, and listening to these bird brains down here, and I just I, I'm tired of it. I don't want to listen to these people. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something, That's Peter. Great. If you get a chance to play Nick Sirianni in tennis, you got to make sure that this is documented. You've got to have a friend I'm film this thing right now on your airwaves. I'll play this guy in a set, and I'll definitely beat him. Believe me, I, I play tennis every morning. I'll beat him six two six three one set, no doubt. Yeah, I'll listen. I, I, he's probably not listening to us this morning. Maybe it gets back to him at some I'll point. IP, WIP will hear about it. So yeah, they, this afternoon. they certainly will. All right, Peter. Hey, the other thing I want to say, yeah. one other thing. The best team in New York right now is the Rangers. That's right. I know you guys don't want to talk about it, but Boomer, unbelievable. Four goals for Panarin the other night. I watch every Ranger game. I'm the world's uh, maybe not bigger than Boomer, but... What a team, and you guys don't talk about them enough. Well, we're no. getting, we're going to get to that. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's just getting really heated up. The trade deadlines here and the that opening game for Tarasenko was unbelievable. That second shift, they score a goal, and it was it was amazing. But their game down in Carolina was. 
That was one of the best games that I've seen because they were under siege most of the game, and they hung in there, hung in there, hit for hit, hit for hit. And next thing you know, it just absolutely broke open, and Gallant changed Kreider and Panarin and switched lines. Next thing you know, Panarin's got four goals. That's coaching. That's in the middle of the game, recognizing there's an issue. Let's make, let's move some guys around and let's see if we can open some ice up for somebody. And it actually happened against a very, very good Carolina team. And you think that guy sucks as a coach. So no, for you no, to no, give no, him no, credit. no, 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 I was, no. I was, last year I was not no. happy a couple times, but I, I will say that this team seems to respond to him. So. All right. That's, that's really what matters most. And man, I'll tell you these last, they're in the midst of a five game winning streak, but the last two games against the Kraken and against Carolina Hurricanes, Two of the best games I've seen in a long, long time. And, and uh, on, what was it? Uh, I guess it was Friday night. The Garden was flying when Tarasenko and Miko Nikola showed up. And uh, they everybody had you know expectations, and those expectations were answered. Yeah, I'm hoping for a Rangers-Islanders playoff series, man. That's what I want to see. Your, your Islanders, they just keep losing games late in games to teams that they should not be yeah, losing like the Canadians, to. yeah. It's really frustrating when you look at the amount of games that they have lost where they are the better team and they should have won, and unfortunately they did not win for whatever reason. I don't watch them all that closely. All I know is that I think there were about 20 points out there that if you looked at those games, you said, okay, the Islanders are going to win these games, and they left at least 20 points out there where they could have had that they didn't get. They're making the playoffs. Don't worry about it. They'll be in there. I'm not concerned at all. The problem with them is they played so many more games than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have a much easier uh, finish. They'll be spread out a little bit more, but uh, they've already played like 56 games, I think. They have, yeah, and the, the Penguins 52 right in front right. of them, and uh, Washington 55. That's the problem. So you have teams that played less games that have more points. Yeah, that's a problem. They'll get there. I'm confident. Uh, Roger and Tom's River. What's going on, Roger? Hey, buddy. How are you doing today? What's up, man? What do you got for us? Okay, look, I have to congratulate the Eagles on a great season. But I want to, you had um, touched on why their defense didn't look as great as it did all season. Well, I came up with this, you know, during the course of the year. The Eagles have only played seven teams, and this is at the end of the season. Seven teams the Eagles played are less than 500, okay? They've only played against four quarterbacks. One is questionable. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is the only quarterback that beat him. Dak Prescott is the only one that beat him. Yeah. Um, they haven't really played, and the teams they played through the season have been like, you know, they've been like borderline. Like, they haven't had either a good defense, good offense, or back, or they were just struggling sometimes. During the season, just like Green Bay in the beginning of the season, they so caught they, they the all their teams. You know, it seemed like they had a little bit of luck on their side. But you remember, they also lost their own quarterback, and they ended up losing those two games when Gardner Minshew took over to New Orleans and the Cowboys. Right. So that's what I was going to bring. Obviously, the loss to Dak Prescott. Obviously, that was a Minshew game. Uh, but still, they were dominating in this football game. And there was one point, I mean, that... Had a 10-point lead at halftime. Right, and that was even after, I mean, you know, the Jalen Hurts fumble, if that doesn't happen... Oh, who I knows mean, they, where this game is? Exactly. So, I mean, we yes, the defense was not as good as it was. You could say that this was probably the easiest run to the Super Bowl, playing the Giants and then playing a quarterbackless San Francisco 49ers team. But it's not like they were overmatched in this football game. They were right there. 
This is, you know, I'm watching some of the replay of the Rihanna halftime. Yeah, yeah. That's some way to announce a pregnancy. You're right. I think that's what she's out there dancing with, a bunch of, like, sperms swimming around her. That's what I thought. I told Gina I'm, that. I'm telling you 100%. That's exactly what it is. I, yeah, I was going to tweet it out, but then I don't want, you know, the, the Rihanna people are just going to, they just kill you. I didn't need that. Well, I mean, that's what that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it looks like. So to me, it was she was the egg and they were the sperm. Right. Right. There's, man, look at all. I mean, look at how much sperm there is. There's a lot of sperm. That's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. 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 So I'm a guy who's, you know, gone through the infertility stuff. You know, we did like the turkey baster thing the one time, and then we did the IVF after that. So I'm, I'm familiar so you with know, this. So you know what this is. Yeah, we, I'm familiar with all that stuff. So that's what I thought. That, that's a hell of a way to announce in a pregnancy. Yeah. At, at halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty good. And now she can take uh, onus to the fact that she's the only pregnant woman who's ever sung halftime of the Super Bowl. That, that we know of. Yes. Who knows? Never know. It could have been somebody else. Maybe uh, Katy Perry was pregnant. We didn't even know. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for Stephen A. Smith to say something about Rihanna today, though. You know, like like he did to get all the Rihanna people pissed off yeah. about Beyonce. I don't know how you go out there when you got a baby in that belly and go up in the sky. I don't know how you... Beyonce wouldn't do that. <laughs> Beyonce would never go up there in the sky with a baby in the belly. In the womb. Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. The football season is in the books. Kansas City Chiefs win Super Bowl 57 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Dramatic game is a good game. High scoring. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. And this is a dynasty that is being built in front of our eyes. We'll see if they can continue the dominance in a very, very tough conference. Uh, before we get back into the game, I wanted to ask you about that sweatshirt there. It's a very nice sweatshirt. Getting oh, yeah. a lot of people on Twitter asking me to ask you. That happens a lot. Ask Boomer because you don't look at Twitter as much as I look at Twitter. Ask yeah. Boomer about the sweatshirt. So it says uh, Bad Little Nine on it. So okay. uh, on Friday, I was able to uh, get enough energy up to go play golf at a place called Scottsdale National Golf Club up in Scottsdale. And it's north of where they're playing the Waste Management Open. I'd heard about the place. I'd read about the place. I'd never been to the place. So it's owned by PXG founder, Bob Parsons, owns this place. And it's two 18 holes. And then they have this thing called the Bad Little Nine. So you get off your 18, your round of 18. You have a great, uh, you have a great, uh, round, which we did on the golf course that's called Mineshaft. That's what it's called. Wow. And then the uh, the other golf course that they had just built is called the Other Golf Course. And then they have this Bad Little Nine. And this Bad Little Nine, the reason it's called Bad Little Nine is because it, you're going to have a bad time playing it. So it's a nine-hole par three golf course where I think the farthest shot is about 160 yards. And the shortest shot is about 68 to 75 yards. But there's very little room to land a ball on the green. So the the... My friend, who is the member there, who invited us there, said, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you 50 bucks that you can't break 45 on these nine holes. And we're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're all in. Right? So after the first hole and having a seven on the first hole, yeah, uh, I realized that I was going to lose the best. I just, we paid him early. <laughs> and then went on to play it. And this, this bad little nine, the reason they do it this way, is just to show you just how hard it is to hold the ball on greens that are really unfair. And, you know, we're out there with wedges, 60-degree wedges, 54-degree wedges, you know, pitching wedges. And you just, there's just no way you can hold a green. And then I find out one of the guys that we played with, um, uh, he's a member over at Trump Bedminster. 
and I'll just say his first name was Ed. I don't want to put his last name out there because I don't know if he wants to. Or zooming? No. Oh. So Ed, Ed is a really good golfer, really good golfer, tremendous golfer. And even he couldn't break like 40 to 45. But then I find out the next day he went back there and shot one under on on that uh, this bad little nine. So the golf course, by the way, is the PX. PXG um, learning centers there and everything else. What this guy Bob Parsons did with this piece of property and how he built it and the beautiful golf courses that are associated with it, including this bad little nine, was one of the finest places I've ever been to in my life. Awesome. I and mean, you, right, you, you got a sweatshirt out of it. I, yeah, I had to buy a sweatshirt just to remember <laughs> because I think I shot like 60 or something on the on those nine holes. Wow. But I did I did par the last one, so... It made me feel good. But prior to that, I was not happy. But I came off the mind shaft playing good. All right. So you uh, enjoyed the game. Yes. You didn't like the halftime show. Well, I mean, you know, Did, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just like. Well, you didn't watch it after the crotch grab and the sniffing of the fingers. So, yeah. You, you, I mean, you whatever. I mean, it's just the, like, I was like, all right, all right. I don't need to see all this. Right. Okay. Then and it's what, really, it was all about her and her pregnancy, I guess, as opposed to her music. And she's got great music. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, she played all her hits. And, uh, you know, I, I know that it was a reveal of the pregnancy. And I guess right, the sperm I guess in that and the world, egg. And but, I guess in that world, like, that's great. I'm more about the game. No, I understand. But everybody, you know, enjoys a halftime show from time to time. It's I, a big deal. I enjoyed some of the commercials because, you know, i got to get ready for next year's greatest Super Bowl commercial show. I actually watched that. It was Friday night. It was rerun on the NFL Network. And I got back to the hotel oh, nice. and ended up watching the entire show. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes. Was I okay? Did I do all right? You were okay. You did great. And uh, Kevin Frazier got mixed in there, and he was in a bar. Maybe a little Ruhr. corny, just a little corny. Um, Yeah, but I, I think that's the way it needs to be. Right? Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, what about the, uh, speaking of that, what about these commercials? I, I, there was not a single one that made me laugh. Uh, the only one that I thought was okay was Miles Teller and his wife dancing to the hold music because I've heard that hold music many times. Yeah, we've they, all been there. They've asked that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've heard that specific hold music, so I thought that that made me smile a little bit. But outside of that, I mean, the the commercial stuff is. I thought the Gronk thing fell flat. Yes. Now I thought he made the kick, yeah, and they said he missed the kick. Yeah. I don't understand what the hell was going on. Was it live or not live? I don't know what the hell was happening with that. But in this day and age, you know, Super Bowl commercials used to be a big deal. But now there's just so much crap that you can watch all the time. A lot of these things get leaked that it just never lives up to the you know, hype The one anymore. thing is is that they, you know, obviously for all of us who watch and we all know this, they come one right after the next. So it's hard to really think about one and then you're getting ready to watch another one. Yeah. Uh, I did like kind of like the, the Ben Stiller and the Steve Martin ones. Yeah, okay. My acting, yeah. The whole thing. About acting and all that other stuff. And then uh, I thought that was effective. And then there was the one with, um, what's his name, with the T-Mobile with his mom. Oh. Where they it was all outtakes. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yep. It was all outtakes. Yeah. I mean, any of any of us could have been in that situation. You could actually kind of like. I kind of like that. Sure. Okay. I mean, plus, I like Bradley Cooper. So. Yeah. And uh, the Jesus commercials made it on there. I, you know, I was not offended by the Jesus commercial. Were you guys offended by the Jesus? I'm not offended by it. No, no, not at all. Were you offended by it, Eddie? 
No, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it. Right. You, wouldn't have been, actually. you wouldn't have been offended by the Jesus commercials. It was like, you know, it was the message of, uh, hey, you know, love everybody, love treat everybody. everybody good. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, you got to, you know, believe in Jesus. You know, just, hey, Jesus loves everybody. Jesus wants you to love everybody. Right, exactly. And, and be accepting. That's I kind of felt like that was the message they were sending. No? That's awesome <laughs> that Jesus said that. I got I want to show you these commercials in the break, Eddie, and see. Oh, and by the way, I heard you guys ran into uh, Coach Dayball at the airport, and he was on your plane coming back. He sure was, uh, Eddie and I. We wanted to treat him like a regular person, so we, when we saw him, we just said, uh, very low-key, congratulations, Coach. Did he know who you were? No. no. Why don't you introduce yourself? Because Eddie and I, we want to treat the coach like he's a regular person. You we can don't... treat him like a regular person, we... introduce yourself. We didn't want him to think, like, because we were going to be on the same flight as him. These guys are going to be watching me. I better be on my best behavior because they're going to report fake news. I, I, we didn't want that. Okay. And but, most likely he would not have cared. But then but then it came to my attention that he did come over and introduce himself to you guys. He did. Uh, because Eddie reached out to Pat Hanlon of Public Relations and said, hey, we're sitting across from the coach. He's having himself a good time meeting uh, the children. He was very good with the children, by the way. Oh, he's got a lot of children himself. But I'm saying yeah, he was, like, were going, they his children? Uh, no. He was good with his children, but they were also like... 10 to 12 year old boys that were like looking like I think that's the Giants coach and when he saw that he walked over to them fist bumps so then he walked over to you guys and then he walked Did over he to fist us bump you guys too I said coach please we don't want to be recognized here <laughs> <laughs> So how did he know to go up to you? So Pat Hanlon told him what to, like, did, did Brian turn up and go, Hey, Eddie, are you into the plane? Like, what happened? Well, uh, I just wanted to say hey to Pat. And, yeah, you see the coach of the year here. What's up? Hope you're well. And so then turn, he coach comes over. So after that interaction was done, I said to Pat, I said, What did you tell him? And he said, look for the guy who looks like he should be on the top of a mountain smoking a joint. <laughs> and Dabo was like, oh, got him. <laughs> Perfect. And he went up and said, you're ready. That's great. Yeah. Well, he's he's soaking it up now, man. He's on top of the world. You can't be any in better grace than Brian Dable with his franchise and his Brian, fans and, right you know, now. And he and Joe Shane got a lot of work to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's go to Grant in New Jersey. What's going on, Grant? Yeah, um, my son, my daughter. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? Go ahead. Hey, man, uh, big time fans. Just, I'm happy you guys took my call. Um, been listening for a long time. Sorry, you caught me off guard. I'm at work. Uh, I just wanted to talk about um, the pushing of the quarterback for a yard or any player, and, and it drives me crazy. How is that a rule? Well, I want to know your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, that's. You know, yeah, I'll tell you what, Grant. In in when I played. Technically, you weren't allowed to do that. Right. And uh, that was a penalty. They would call that a penalty. But in the last, I don't know when they removed it from the, the rule book, and then it all of a sudden became a thing. And this is a, a whole deal about the quarterback sneak and about how many different coaches have how many different ways of doing a quarterback sneak. And I'm sure next year, I don't know, I don't know if the competition committee will look at this or not. They have to. It's ridiculous. I'm 30 years old. Ever since I've been a kid, yeah, that, that, that wasn't a thing. You remember the Reggie Bush and the Matt Liner thing when they pushed them in against Notre Dame? Yeah. Freaking out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
it's so like I just don't get it. To me, it's it's foreign, and now it's just this normalcy in the NFL, and it drives me absolutely insane. I can't stand it. I well, it. yeah, you know what? I, I agree that it is frustrating, especially the way that the Eagles do it because it works every single time. But it's one of those loopholes now where a good coaching staff takes advantage of it, and they figured out a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, so, they, you uh, can line up on fourth and two; they guarantee uh, guarantee that they're going to get the yard. Yeah, well, I was talking about that in terms of the competition committee and whether they'll look at it and think that it's a little bit too hard to stop for the defense. But I have to tell you, I mean, if you ask me, that play typifies the great game that we love so much because it is about leverage. It is about, I mean, it is mano in mano. And it is like, can you stop us? Because, if you know, we're, we're going to get that yard. And it just kind of shows you just how hard it is to get a yard yeah. in the NFL and what it means. I mean, like I, the great game of football when you when you break it all the way down, it really comes down to offensive defensive line and how do they play and who controls the line of scrimmage, and and nothing really dictates that more than the quarterback sneak. Because there, there are teams that run the quarterback sneak and don't make it. I, you know, they're not not everybody's as good at it as the Philadelphia Eagles are. Yeah, I mean it's it's every single they they could run that up and down the field and score a touchdown you, every time. The first time they ran it, Chris Jones, a very talented. Stud defensive lineman for the Eagles looks like he's on roller skates going backwards. Well, he tried. Yeah, he tried. And then the next one, the next one, then he jumped over the top. Went back, and then he went back again. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the offensive line of the Eagles. You talk about leverage. They're basically putting their heads and their face mask are probably hitting the, the the turf, and they're just pushing forward. And they are just, you know, like it's almost like a roller. It's like one of those. Uh, rollers that rolls asphalt. You ever see those guys <laughs> yeah, that are working, on, you know, working on the uh, on your driveway or something? They come out with that roller. That, that's what it's like. Yeah. And then Jalen Hurts, I guess, is like legendary in the weight room when it comes to squatting the weights. And he's uh, as strong as they come, as Greg Olson pointed out yesterday. So, uh, hey, listen, stop it, man. Good luck. Let's go to Macy in New Rochelle. What's going on, Macy? Hi, I just wanted to talk about the commercials. Loved the Uber One commercial with all the 90s stars singing the jingles. The safety dance commercial, because I'm a child of the 80s, and that was one of my favorite songs. But the Canadian Club commercial, talking about basketball, was invented in Canada when it was actually invented in Springfield, Massachusetts, although the guy who invented it was Canadian. It was Springfield, Massachusetts, not Canada. Yeah, but uh, the Canadian guy himself, I think that's what they were referring to, I would think. But, you know, I mean, I thought the commercials, for the most part, were relatively entertaining. I don't think there wasn't any one that I, I would say was just completely awful. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there was that one Eddie's telling me that... <laughs> It was just the the dog going through the life with the people that are aging. Yes. That was just, that hit me so hard because. That's good commercial. That's exactly what happened with my dog, Ella, with the meeting, the wedding, the kids and everything. It's exactly the same trajectory. So I was, I couldn't even, halfway through I had to turn away because I was like getting upset. So that, I did forget about that, but that was, oh, it was heart wrenching. I did like, so I. Clueless. You remember the movie Clueless? Yeah, sure, sure. So they brought her back and that other coach. She looked great, by And the they way. looked exactly the same. That was amazing. I thought that was a pretty good one. But yeah, the dog one. Did you cry at the dog well, one? That was rough because, you know, I'm, I'm going through something very similar yes. right oh. now. It's the worst. Ah! So that's a good commercial then because it touched you. I don't have any idea what it was about. I think it was about the food. It was dog food. It was like, dog food. Yeah. yeah. But I just, food. once I, yeah, I saw yeah. what was going on, I just, I that's, you know. Yeah, it was rough. Tough one.
Piper and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Today is the day that the man who won the bidding for the guitar lesson that I was giving via Hungerthon is coming in. Uh, it's a perfect day for that. Perfect day for that. Staying yes. up late for the Super Bowl and coming in. And you know um, you know which commercial I liked the best yes, yesterday and last night? Okay, let's talk about that. I thought you were done. No, 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 I was not done. Oh, you yeah, want no. to continue no, to yeah, complain about this? Yeah, I was going yeah, to bring something up. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, but what, okay. are you gonna, no, what are you going to teach no, empty your head, please. No, I, 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 now I lost track. Yeah, okay. The so commercial what, what you, you like the best was? Uh, the um, Blue Moon commercial. Blue Moon, okay. Yeah, right, the right, fight right. between Miller Lite and Coors Light. Yeah, so I don't understand that. That was just as much a Miller Lite and Coors Light commercial. Why would they pay for that? I hung around to see the end of it because I thought those guys were kicking the crap out of each other and... Maybe somebody's going to kill somebody. And <laughs> but the least interesting beer was the Blue Moon. The other two were fighting. Yeah, each other. but I awesome. remember it as a Blue Moon commercial, and it worked. I was telling Jerry there were like multiple beer commercials that were split their their pay with another product in the commercial. It was strange. What was the other one? It was like Michelob Ultra and Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then there was another one with uh, with uh, another. TV show or movie that had another beer in it. Was that the Flash one you were telling me Maybe about? Maybe the Flash one. I don't know. One of them. Huh. Maybe they, what do they call that? A, a co-op situation? Co-op, yeah. Yeah, they, they get together and they split the cost because it's so expensive. How about the Hellman's Mayonnaise? You see that one? Oh, yeah, with no, John Hamm. John Hamm and uh, who else? Ray, was whatever. How about the dog food commercial? Yeah, well, we know that. Yeah, we know. Life goes by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Life yeah. goes by. And then nobody cares, right, Jerry? <laughs> Say that. Yeah. It was a very emotional. Maybe, maybe I can get CBS to do a commercial around you next year, Jerry. Great. And what would they? I'm in. I don't know. The opposite of the Jesus commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. No. We're all miserable. Then we die. No, then we're gone. Nobody no. cares. <laughs> no, no, no. So no, Jerry, no. I think it, there's some copyright infringement with Jerry Recco. How so? Well, I think someone's stealing your ideas and oh. putting it in print. <laughs> that, I saw that. Which is really just unbelievable. So I saw this because you tweeted it out. So I was just curious where it came from. So uh, some person uh, on Twitter, uh, Jet Life Stadium is the guy's name, on Twitter uh, does a screenshot of a book. And he says, uh, good morning, Jerry Recco. Did you write this? So this is, I'm telling you that Jerry could sue this person <laughs> when you hear this. All right, This is the caption from the book. If I worked at Starbucks, instead of writing people's names on their coffee cup, I'd write the following. One day, you and everyone you love will die. And beyond a small group of people for an extremely brief period of time, little of what you say or do will ever matter. This is the uncomfortable truth of life. And everything you think or do is but an elaborate avoidance of it. We are inconsequential cosmic dust bumping and milling about on a tiny blue speck. We imagine our own importance. We invent our purpose. We are nothing. Enjoy your effing coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right up Jerry's alley. Right. Right up Jerry's alley. This guy's right out of his mouth, I think. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, man, we're sending our lawyers. Wow. I do love it, though, because all I did was quote tweet it and just say, you know, where'd you find this? That's all. I was just curious. Yeah. And then I got all the people about, you know, sending me links to God and the Bible. I'm like, I, I got right, it, guys. I, I was just, I just asked a question. Right, I right. have no opinion. I just asked a question. <laughs> well, you have an opinion, and that is your that opinion. Sense, in that sense, I didn't. In that sense, I was just like, where'd you find this? That's all. Yeah, that's all. That was Cause I'd like to read the rest of this book. Because <laughs> it sounds just like me. Uh, all right, Something G. like that. What's happening, man? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket Play official state lottery games on your phone. So we've heard from Mitch Holtis. We've heard from Kevin Harlan. 
we have heard from Merrill Reese. So a few clips from Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on Fox as the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We start with, and I think just the last segment you were talking about this too, or the one before that, about that fumble return for a touchdown that really turned out to be a very big play in the game because the Chiefs were on the verge of potentially falling way behind. Hurts on quarterback draw. No! Score! And he would score. And I thought that was Kevin's best best call 14, of the game. 14, very good. That was his best. I mean, I'm not saying that that was the only good call, but I thought that that was his best call. I think he nailed that perfectly. He had the right players. He had every, nobody's in front of him. It was just, I think he nailed that. Then there was the touchdown to put them up by eight, as it turned out, with the extra point. You're not allowed to go from an eligible to an ineligible player on back-to-back plays. Blitz coming. Mahomes. Man wide open. And so that put them up 35-27. The Eagles come right back, though, get the game even with the two-point conversion. Um, But the Chiefs go down the field, did get some help with the holding penalty on James Bradbury, as we know. Then you get the slide by McKinnon. They're able to bleed the clock all the way down. And Butker for the lead. For the lead. And that was all courtesy of Fox. And 38-35 was your final score as they win Super Bowl 57. Some of the uh, stats from this game, you had Mahomes getting the MVP award, 21 of 27, 182, three touchdowns, a couple there in the fourth quarter. Kadarius Tony a touchdown catch. Sky Moore, what we just played for you. Isaiah Pacheco runs for 76 yards and a touchdown in this game as well. I thought he was done after that huge hit. That he yeah, took I, home, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, that's horrible!" And then he came right back. It was running like a banshee. You know that, that 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 hit was reminiscent of the hit that Demar Hamlin took, but it was the offensive player who took the hit this time. Yeah, because the shoulders were up and his chest was out there, and here comes was it Gardner Johnson? Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, it was C.J. Gardner. Man, he he was like a heat-seeking missile there in the second half. That kid. Yeah, and he was playing his butt off. Travis Kelsey, six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown as well. Some of the post-game stuff. So here was uh, Andy Reid asked why there's no panic with this team and your quarterback. They were down double digits, as we know. Yeah, well, they, they trust him, first of all. And then he goes in at halftime, and I'm going, are you okay? And he goes, can you you know, can you do this? Can, I can do everything. Just leave me alone and let me go play. And, uh... and that's what he did. That was on Fox. Also, Terry Bradshaw, nudging Reid out of the game. I know that you're getting up in years now like me, and I just I just know that it's got to be a time that where all these Super Bowls, you got to say to yourself, time to ride off into the sunset. That's not going to happen, is it? No. no. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to tell you, this is unbelievable. I mean, so yeah, first he ain't going was, anywhere. He's got Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. Right. So, I mean, the last hour you played the cuts for Terry Bradshaw saying he's fat. Yes. Now he's calling him old. Yes. And what's next old. year, oh, stupid? <laughs> it's amazing that you made it this far being an idiot that you are. Like, my God. God, how many insults? Yeah, there were a few. He did, though, at one point, um, he did actually admit. I look in the mirror and I'm old. Oh, okay. So there was that. That was after the Bradshaw um, interview on Fox on the field. Here was Patrick Mahomes this win. 
Boy, it meant something. We had to win this one right here. Um, I mean, Coach Reed did so many great things for the Eagles. Um, and to be in this big game, I mean, I know he has a ton of respect for everybody still over there. But we had to win this game for Coach Reed. And I, I wanted, I want me, this is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He needs that second Super Bowl ring to solidify that. Um, but I'm going to keep him around a little bit longer. We're going to go for some more of those things. Well, there you go. Um, one story I was telling Al about earlier I was not aware of. It was Frank Clark. Uh, who lost his father in a house fire a few years ago. Here he was, very emotional on NFL Network. Listen, it's, just, it's a blessing, man. I know my pops, my pops smiling, man. I wish he could see it, you know, but I know he's smiling, man. I've been going through a lot the last few days, but man, it, it makes sense now. It makes sense, bro. It makes sense, man. Wow. Yeah, very powerful, as you can imagine. You know, again, like, I keep saying this. You take a look at these quarterbacks in the AFC, like, if you, if you, are coming like to the Jets? Do you really think, knowing what's in the AFC, that you can that the Jets can get there if they have Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean that's that's the one. I mean Aaron Rodgers is not going to be intimidated by any of that because he's going to say I'm Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else though, maybe, but you know the Jets might be the best situation financially for somebody. Not to mention if that is going through his mind, does he want to go to the Raiders? The other thing too is that Derek Carr did not uh, allow the. Raiders to trade him to New Orleans. And so the Raiders will have to cut him here by Wednesday, I think. Is yes, that the today, date? Today's it's this 13th. Wednesday? Yes, I know it was after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so he'll be cut, you know, either today or tomorrow, and he's not going to waive his no trade clause, basically, is what would have had to have happened had him. So he could be, you know, traded to the Saints. So he's not going to allow that to happen. That doesn't mean he's not going to sign up. make that trip then? I don't know. Maybe just go down there and see that, and maybe he wants to now stick it to the Raiders. Fair enough. Uh, here was Patrick Mahomes. So while they celebrated, the Eagles obviously were really down on their on themselves. Here was Patrick Mahomes on Jalen Hurts. Yes, he had the fumble that was returned for a touchdown. But other than that. Yeah, I mean, if there was any doubters left, there there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win. I mean, that was a special performance. I, I don't want to get lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had. And he was very impressed, as you can hear. Here was uh, Nick Sirianni. So, what do you say to Hertz after that? I just I just told him I was happy for him that you know that he really you know just is it just wasn't this year. And I told him I thought it was his best game that he's played, um, and it. It wasn't just, you know, this game. It was this entire season that he's, he's shown to be a special leader, a special player. Um, and I'm sure glad that he's Those our quarterback. So Those are special numbers, man. Yeah. That, that yards, yards and 70 on the ground. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. He, he accounted for 374 yards of offense. And four touchdowns. And how many like, key plays did he make on third down yeah. or fourth down, converting fourth downs with those uh, quarterback sneaks or a third down running out of the pocket and taking off? So it was funny. I decided during while I was outside, let me listen to WIP a little bit just to see if there was anything. And the first thing I hear is a caller saying, "Can't give this guy forty five million dollars a year. He's like Joe. He's like Jim Kelly. Can't win the big game." Oh my oh, god! What? It was a caller. It wasn't a host. Yeah, I know. It was a caller calling in, and then his point. He would go on to say, "He's been that good because he's got great talent around him as well." What's going to happen when you give him fifty million dollars? You're not going to have the same talent around him. Yeah, well, that's know, yeah, that's a question for a lot of teams. You know, go go go, take that ball and try to run that two uh, point play in. How many quarterbacks in the league? Not be many able to do exactly what he did there. Not many. You're not wrong. Oh, God. Here was Hertz, obviously down on the loss and that lost fumble. Um, hold myself to a very high standard in everything that I do, and um, I think I 
obviously, I try and control the things that I can. And, you know, I touch the ball every play, so... And he didn't in that case. Now, the question you asked earlier, and everybody has asked, what happened to the Eagles' pass rush? Uh, here was Hassan Reddick on what the Chiefs' offensive line did so well. Uh, they had a good game plan, a lot of chipping and stuff like that. Trying to, you know, for the most part, getting the ball out fast, you know. Uh, game plan worked. That's a credit to them. That's a credit to them. And then in terms of going forward, here's Hurts. This is motivating for sure. We lost. We came at a win. Came up short, so... You know, it's, um, it's something that I know that will motivate me. Um, I've been here before. And it says we know CBS showed us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How much of a loser he is. A lot of tough losses uh, for the Eagles, who came oh so close to winning yet again. In the loss, great performances, not only from Hertz, but from Devontae Smith and from A.J. Brown, who combined for 15 catches, 196 yards, and a touchdown. But it comes in defeat as the NFL season comes to an end. Derek Jeter will be part of Fox Sports' network coverage for the upcoming baseball season. Boomer telling us earlier, Keith Hernandez will indeed be back with SNY, so it's good to hear that that all worked out. And a lot of Met fans are very upset about that, too. Oh, of course. I mean, include me in this whole thing. Yeah. And me. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, but it's good even before spring training that they got that worked out. Pitchers and catchers this week, I got to tell you, too, driving around Arizona or being in the car and seeing those stadiums, it's beautiful. If you love My baseball, God, if you beautiful? love baseball, and you know just to see spring training and how it all unfolds, that that is to me the best place to be because there's probably what eight or nine teams there, maybe more than that, and they're all within driving yeah. distance of each no, other. I, I mean, it's nothing, and they got beautiful stadiums, just gorgeous and beautiful weather. That too. Knicks Nets tonight. We will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. So Josh Hart make his debut over the weekend with the Knicks. Nets got their guys into the fold over the weekend as well. You got Hofstra playing Drexel tonight. Number one Purdue lost on the road at Northwestern. 64-58. Scotty Scheffler, the winner at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. All right. Thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. fan and CBS Sports Network when Tom Brady retired earlier, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago now, I said that nobody is going to do what he did ever again. I think playing to 45 certainly is going to be very difficult for somebody, but seven Super Bowl rings is another thing that I didn't think would happen. If there's one person, though, who is on track to do it, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Now, it's going to be very difficult. I still stand by the fact that Tom Brady is going to have the most Super Bowls and play the longest. But, man, I tell you, watching the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes this season after losing one of his top weapons, beating a great Cincinnati Bengals team with a screwed-up ankle, high ankle sprain, then beating the one seed in the NFC uh, with that ankle that got re-aggravated and doing what he did. Uh, I mean, this this man is capable of anything. And if he got to eight Super Bowls, it wouldn't shock me because he's that good and he carries everybody on his back. Well, so Brady at the age of 27 was 57 and 14 and had three Super Bowl titles to his name. Patrick Mahomes at the age of 27, he's 75 and 19 and he has two Super Bowls to his name. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is like, you know, Brady's brilliance comes in longevity. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a compiler. 
compile like some would. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say that it, you know, part of being a professional football player, an athlete, just in general, staying healthy is a big, big part of who you are as an athlete. And uh, you know, Patrick has been able to stay healthy. You remember, so Patrick missed like a year because you know he sat for one year behind Alex Smith, only played one game that season, and then since that time, he's basically taken a league by storm. You know, uh, Tom Brady got in when Drew Bledsoe got hurt against the Jets uh, and then went on that this improbable run that went on for 22 years. So the question really is, is can Patrick Mahomes last that long? I mean, I think he'll have, you know, by the time he's 30, you know, the, the numbers are going to be very, very similar. And then by the time he's 35, maybe he'll continue to creep up on him. And then that's where it gets interesting. At the age of 35. Is he going to play until he's 45? Is he going to play until he's 38? Is he going to be like Aaron Rodgers and sit there and wonder whether or not he wants to even play anymore? And the biggest difference, I think, when you take a look at what Tom Brady had done over his career was the amount of money he made. He didn't make that much money. When you think of Tom Brady, you think he should go down as the highest paid player in the history of the league because of his longevity and because of his success. These guys now are making so much money that you never know how that is going to impact them later on in life. Do you think there was an alimony situation between Tom Brady and Giselle where one no. has to pay another? No, no. No way, right? No, no. no. They, they just probably split the assets and whatever. They just split the assets and whatever it is, it is. I mean, I'm sure that there's child payments, but I think both, I'm sure, are more than willing to take care no, of course, their yeah. share of whatever the kids need. No, no, I, absolutely. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if like one of them has to pay the other, whoever's making more money. Like, I just <laughs> crossed my mind the other day. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's in New Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, listen, uh, as a Cowboys fan, obviously I wish I was in the Super Bowl, but I thought it was really awful when Dak got that award uh, during the Super Bowl there at the beginning that uh, he was so booed. I guess that was the, the Philly fans... Uh, that uh, were really hating on him there. Yeah. And uh, the only other question I had for you guys was, do you think that uh, maybe uh, Dallas would trade Dak to the Jets and get Rodgers? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, first things first. This is sports. The Eagles hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys hate the Eagles. The and a lot of people hate the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys in general. Exactly. The Other Philadelphia- than the Dallas sycophants, right. which there are millions of them. All over the country. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagle fan is known for being that. That's what they're going to do. They're doing. They're booing Dak Prescott because he's a Cowboy, and they hate the Cowboys, not because he did charity work. But as a human being, he's one of the nicest and most genuine yeah. people that you'll ever meet in the NFL. And I think most people really respect the fact that he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year. It's just... This, these are Eagle fans. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. All right. So, uh, and as far as the you know trading Dak to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers going to the Cowboys, first of all, the Green Bay Packers still have to trade Aaron Rodgers. Right. And if they ended up trading him to the Cowboys, the only way that would happen is they gave them the the, the first the round Walker deal. Right. For the next fifteen years, <laughs> that would be the only way that they would do that. They want no part of that. The Packers watching uh, Aaron Rodgers take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. And you, you think that Aaron Rodgers wants to go to the Cowboys where Mike McCarthy's calling plays? Probably not, because they didn't get along with one another. That's another part of this whole thing. I'm sure, they respect each other. They had a lot of success with one another, but that thing got stale. Exactly. And that's why Matt LaFleur ended up getting that job. And having a tremendous amount of success. Which means that Shane, also, by the way, it looks like Shane Steichen is getting the Indianapolis job. That's your right. offense coordinator coming from Philadelphia. That is correct. So that Jeff was... Saturday is out. So congratulations, Colts fans. You don't have to deal with that.
Uh, is this Danielle from Pennsylvania? This is the, uh, as Eddie would say, the GoFundMe girl? Yeah, she said she felt weird calling in because she doesn't have an Eddie take, but she, she wanted to talk about one of the commercials. I, I saw okay. something on Twitter, though, where she did give Eddie some money for something. I did not see that. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, Danielle, what is uh, is Boomer right? Did you give, give Eddie money for something? Um, yeah, we actually, from the, we did a Super Bowl block pool, and it was a 50-50-50 to the um, participants and 50 to the GoFundMe, so we're at over $16,000 on the GoFundMe, four people, all who bought multiple blocks actually won each of the four quarters, which I was excited to see that. Um, so the twelve hundred and fifty dollars was deposited into his account. All right, all right. Well, there you go. So look at Danielle's unbelievable. Look at that. And when, when's the follow-up dentist appointment now? We have March seventh with somebody that we were referred to by the original dentist, Doctor Wallengren, because we have to determine his um, bone density to see what implants he could get. I mean, I'm at my best friend's house. And her husband was like, why do you need your laptop on you? I was like, you would not believe me if I even told you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. So what's your uh, take on the Super Bowl commercials? Okay. Nobody has mentioned the Tubi commercial where it looked like it went from Greg Olson to the Gordon Ramsay show. Like the channel changed and someone was going through. Like they hit the guide button on their remote control. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought I sat on my remote control. No, I, I knew right away that that what was going on because Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were acting, and you could tell because Kevin gave this generic thing to Greg Olson. Oh, so uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Greg. I guess the game's going just like you expected. And Greg was like, "Yeah." And then they cut to something else. I I could tell just because of their terror. I love those guys, but they're terrible acting. It was terrible production quality, but everybody in the room turned their head. Yeah, I actually thought for a second there that I sat on my remote or something. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have Tubi at your house. You got DirecTV stream. No, but I don't know if I sat on my because the way that the, the the way the thing flipped on the screen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. No, I understand. Uh, then I made sure that I wasn't sitting on it, and then I realized, okay, yeah, this is a commercial. It's yeah, part I, of the whole thing. Right. I did not uh, fall for it, but uh, Danielle, what'd you think of the the Rihanna, uh, you know, crotch grab and sniff? <laughs> Um, I think that the Super Bowl halftime show should be more of a spectacle than it was. I think that I like when there's additional participants, and she did tease a special guest. Nobody knew that that was going to be her baby. She could have had Jay-Z was present. Umbrella. Yeah. Right? No, run, run this town, right? Isn't run this town the one he, that they do together? I think that one's T.I., Kanye. I mean, there's no shortage of people that she could have had participate with her. I don't know. I like that she owned it and she did her thing and she didn't have to be a spectacle, but it's the Super Bowl halftime show. I think it should be a spectacle. Yeah, I, I thought I agree with that part of it. So I saw Jay-Z there with his oldest daughter and then when she started Run This Town, I'm thinking Jay-Z's got to come out. He has to. And he didn't. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So this was all her, man. This whole thing was the whole thing was, it was her. her and then her sperm and her, dancers. And her baby. Yeah, her sperm dancers and her baby. Right. So but the sperm dancers all had bras on. They they did, yes. And sperm don't have bra. Maybe they do these days. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but yeah, I the, what you want is you want a to me the best type of Super Bowl halftime show is the female artist that can dance. That to me is the best one.
like the the J Lo Shakira thing. That's that to me is when Britney Spears did it before she was nuts. That to me is the best for my own personal opinion. I know some people like the classic rock bands. For me, give me like the entertaining boom 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 boom, boom like dancing and all that stuff. That's what I want to see. So my dream one day is that the Minnesota Vikings are in the Super Bowl. Dua Lipa does the halftime show and they win the game. And at that point, I will. I could. That's die. it. You could done. You're I would done. just jump off the stadium at that point. Right. Be like, see ya. That's all I need. Right. That's all I need. All right, let's go to Eric and Rockland. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, first, before I get to my point, Boomer, you know, it's been many, many years, but I, I got a chance to thank Carton for setting, for, you, for for those Super Bowl tickets I got uh, way back when, and when you had that contest. So I wanted to just take this opportunity to thank you as well. Uh, for sending uh, sending me to one of those Super Bowls. That was really a wonderful experience. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for uh, remembering. Yeah, no, that was really, you don't forget those experiences. Uh, my point, you know, you got to explain to me. I've been watching the f- football since the 80s. That, those two plays, they, it just drives me nuts. That catch in the, in the corner, I forget who it made, where it was off a little bit off the helmet. Devontae Smith. 90- Ninety-nine percent of, of football fans call that a catch. Yeah, and that's Devontae and, Smith. Yes. Yeah, and, and 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 for them to overturn it, it just ruins football. It's a great play. This is why these athletes are so special because they can do that. No one else in the world can do that. And then they to overturn it, and they just ruin football when they do that. And then the other play, which is the the the, the, the screen pass where the, the the guy turns around. If there was no tackle, he would have. Continue with the football running up the field. The reason he fumbled is because he got hit in a football play. Yeah, that that's Kenneth Gainwell who caught the ball yeah. out of the backfield, and he got hit. I think by Snead. I the think it was. He didn't have time to, to to hold on to the ball is because he got hit in a football play. They're ruining football with this replay, and they don't understand what a what a catch is versus what a football play is. My idea it, so, it solves everything. You get a bunch of football fans in a room. <laughs> They vote a hundred. You know, you got a hundred football fans who've been watching football for forty years. Forget this. this these guys who, who don't understand football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, they do. But I will say this: I was fifty-fifty on those. I knew the Gainwell thing was going to be overturned. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but I, the other one, Devontae Smith, I thought he caught it. You know, I, just like I thought, I still think that Jamar Chase caught the ball in Buffalo. It's a, you know, like you get these sidelines and and the end lines involved. Now all of a sudden, all things change in the middle of the field. This is going to be a catch. By Devontae yeah. Smith. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's all the, like, you got to make a third move and all this other stuff. But that, that Gainwell hit happened so fast. And I have kind of been conditioned to think that, you know, that because of the hit that came so fast, the ball got dislodged the way it did, that they were not going to count that as a completion. Gino coming to you live. Little Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got a Super Bowl champion this morning, the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I'm checking out FanDuel Sportsbook right now, they already have Super Bowl 58 odds up, of course. You want to jump on those? So I'm going to give you, ask you a couple questions about this. See what you think, all right? Now that the season just ended. Who do you think has better odds of winning the next Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas, according to FanDuel Sportsbook? The Ravens or the Cowboys? Better odds. Cowboys. Cowboys, you're right. Okay. The Bills 
or the 49ers? The 49ers. The Bills. Very close, though. Plus, 49ers don't have a quarterback right now. Plus 850 for the Bills, plus 900 for the San Francisco 49ers. Like the NFC teams have an easier path. They do. I think right now, now after free agency and the draft and some movement of the quarterbacks and stuff like that, we may have a little bit of a different perspective, you know, three months from now than we do at, the, at this moment. All right. Who has better odds to win Super Bowl 58 according to FanDuel Sportsbook? The Chiefs or the Eagles? Chiefs. Yes, that is right. It goes Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. Bengals. Bengals, Niners. In Chiefs, that order. Bills, Eagles, Bengals. Hmm. I don't know. The, the the Bengals beat both the Bills and the Chiefs this year. That is true. So if you like that, you jump on the plus 900. All right, who's got better odds to win the Super Bowl next year? The Giants or the Jets? Jets. Jets by a significant margin, by the way. It's plus 4,000 for the Giants. It's plus 2,500 for the Jets. I mean, you know, a lot of things that have to go right for the Jets. Number one, they'd have to figure out which quarterback they have. You know, the other thing, too, I was thinking about this whole New Orleans thing, Derek Carr thing. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr's agent, obviously, has spoken to somebody or a couple teams. And a couple of those teams probably have told him, hey, look, wait a minute, you know, make sure you give us a chance to look at this. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we, got, we, got, a, we got a deal that we can really look at. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that's why Derek Carr backed out of this deal with the Saints. Uh, I wonder what the Saints were offering him. That's the thing to me. Like, you know, they had to made him offer. Yeah. And whatever offer they made him, that means his agent went out and shopped that offer and probably got a couple teams agreeing that their offer would be much more significant than the offer that they got from the Saints. I'm gonna give maybe you a couple. The, maybe the Jets are one of them. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna give you a couple more. Ready? Dolphins or the Jets? Better odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Dolphins? No, Jets. Yeah. Packers or the Jets? Jets. Jets is correct. Saints or the Jets? Jets. Jets is correct. Raiders or the Jets? Raiders. Raiders. No, the Jets. Jets still. Wow. Rams or the Jets? Jets. Jets. Uh, all right. I'll give you uh, one more. Uh, Browns or the Jets? Jets. Jets is right. And by the way, you know this. The other thing that we we tend to forget uh, talk about is we talk about the top five quarterbacks in the AFC, and not one of his name, not one of their names, is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's right. He's coming back. Well, he is on his fully loaded, guaranteed contract. That's right. Yeah, so the the Jets, the Lions, and the Jaguars are all plus twenty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. Okay, is- so I mean, I mean, so let's just take the AFC for example. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, right now Lamar Jackson, um, Russell Wilson. I'm trying to think, am I missing anybody of significance? Uh, Kenny Pickett, yeah, and uh, in in Pittsburgh they got their quarterback Tua Tagovailoa in Miami. They got their quarterback when he's healthy and they're playing, they're playing well. I mean, Mac Jones in New England, they got their quarterback. They got a new offensive coordinator. Sure, I mean, so you see what I'm saying? Like, like if you're Derek Carr, if you come into the Jets, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, and you've said from day one. That Derek Carr in New York is not is like oil and vinegar. I, I still say Derek Carr in Carolina. That's what I was hoping for my buddy Frank. But you know, I don't know if that owner down there wants to go 
that route again like they did last couple of years or they want to keep Sam Darnold and let him mentor a kid that they draft. All right, the two worst odds tied at the very bottom. The two Cardinals teams, and Bucks. Cardinals is one. The Bucks are actually a little bit better. Houston? Houston. Yeah, so it actually, the Bucks are plus 7,500. The Colts are plus 25,000. The Cardinals are plus 28,000. And the Texans are also plus 28,000. And Shane Steichen will find out exactly what Frank knew yeah. when he gets to Indianapolis. You know what? What? We don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you know what? What? What are you talking about? Go draft Bryce Young. Make the trade with the Bears and draft Bryce Young. Kushal in New Jersey. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Good. What a great game yesterday, huh? Yeah, it was fun. It was entertaining, high scoring. As Boomer said, it kind of ended a little bit flat, but it was definitely a very good Super Bowl. Yeah. So my, my question is just about what you guys talked about a minute ago. I'm, I'm a diehard Giants fan, and I was confused as to why you guys think that the the Jets have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. It's not us. It's not. Well, I'm just reading. It's FanDuel Sportsbook is saying that. That, that these are the actual odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's not our opinion. We're just giving you the facts on the sportsbook. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, what do you guys think about that, though? Why, why do you think the Jets are favored more than the Giants? Because I think right now people are holding out hope and the books are covering their ass in case Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. That's what I think is going on here. They believe that either Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or still have a chance to go to the Jets and they don't want to put the Jets at like plus 25,000 or something if Zach Wilson starts. Because then all of a sudden if they get a great quarterback, the books are then going to take a bath if the team plays really well. So that's what I think is is the reason why. Um, because you would you would think to yourself, like the NFCs, we've been talking about all morning long, easier path to the Super Bowl. So that's just my guess. That is my guess of why the Jets are plus twenty five hundred and the Giants are plus four thousand. Uh, let's go to Joe and Randolph. What's going on, Joe? Hey guys, uh, here's a, I want your opinion on this. Uh, uh, Saturday night, uh, Lakers played Golden State, and LeBron couldn't play because of a sore ankle. So you'd think he'd stay home and rest on it so he could play the next game. He had no problem going to the Super Bowl, walking all around. It just amazes me. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you, you know that these injuries are, are uh, total facocta injuries. He just He's taking time Slowed off. Slowed management. He's at the end of his career. He feels like he's earned this, and it drives fans crazy. So you're right. I mean, you have every right to be aggravated by that, especially fans that buy tickets to see him play, and he doesn't play. But, I mean, he's basically at this point just doing what he wants to do. And if he doesn't want to play, he wants to take some time off. He's going to take some time off and go to the Super Bowl because he's LeBron James. And you saw him last night when they put him up on the on the TV and the big board. He crowned himself. Yes. He just put a crown on his head. LeBron does whatever the hell he wants. doesn't care what you think. That's what it comes down to. And it's infuriating for a lot of basketball fans and sports fans. Rob's on Long Island. What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. What do you got? Um, well, you guys are talking about Super Bowl commercials. I wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, the Mets one. I actually liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was I actually like the way uh, Edwin Diaz came in. You know, for the close. Right, right. Yeah, he goes, uh, he goes the closer, and he laughed there. I mean, it was it was cheesy, but if you're a Mets fan, it's funny. Like the Mister Met trying to put the headset on his giant baseball head, and it breaks. Like, it's like cheesy. It. Oh, it's cheesy, but whatever. They spent a million dollars. They, those commercials, by the way, were not seen nationally. Those were yeah. local commercials on a local Fox station. Yep. What did you think, Rob? Uh, I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. The stuff with the 
Senga and the ghost and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ghost fork pitch and everything else, not an actual ghost. Whatever. It's cheesy. It is. It's, but hey, the Mets actually spent the money to be in a, a commercial. That is correct. Sell, so, uh, you know, season tickets. Let's go. Can I see your, Can I see uh, Jose Lindor's hair? I mean, uh, Francisco Lindor's hair. Scoop in Brooklyn. What's up, Scoop? Hey, uh, good morning, fellas. <clears throat> First off, I'm a Giants fan. I hate the Eagles. I hate their coach, but <laughs> I do like that uh, that little quarterback sneak play. And I was I was calling because I was last night. I'm watching it and I'm thinking about what I would do to combat it because uh, I, I like it because it reminds me of rugby. So what you have on the offensive line is that they get really really low and they have all the leverage, which I understand. And then the quarterback kind of leaps over in the uh, in the, in the Walter Payton when like like she when he used to leap over the pile. So if I was the defensive coordinator, and this is why I called to get your guys' opinion on this one, what I would try to do is this. I would not necessarily try to focus on the lower level leverage part. What I would try to do is attack them on the upper level to meet the uh, the, the runner, in this case the quarterback, uh, hopefully uh, at, at a point of contact that's before he gets the first down. So I was wondering what you guys think about that kind of strategy because I really hope they don't legislate it out. I think that's kind of weak, like what they did with baseball when they legislated the uh, the shift out. I think uh, athletes get paid a lot of money. They should be able to make some type of adjustments. And uh, like I said, I want to listen to your guys' opinion. You know what? I love the play, actually. I love that it's everything that football's all about. You know, it's basically 22 maniacs all in the same area, and there's about seven or eight that are involved with each other on each side of the line of scrimmage, smashing it in there. I got to love it. And, you know, Chris Jones did try what you just said. He tried to go above, and then he got ridden for uh, He's like surfing backwards, and he actually had Jalen Hurts, and they both went along together, which was amazing. But... Yeah, it is. It is kind of a rugby scrum type of play, but man, that's football right there. I mean, I, it's they, they've they've modified football enough to the point where they're all, almost going to allow that that girl that was running around with the flag, you know, the flag football. Did you see that? Oh commercial? yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was great. It was a great commercial, and I love the fact that you know I brought flag football to uh, Gunner and Sydney's uh, elementary school, mm. and Sydney turned out to be the best quarterback out of everybody. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, and I love the fact that you know everybody's playing flag football. That's great. It's a great sport. It's great. It's a lot of fun, but um, I, I, you know, they legislate so much stuff out and they react so much to things, and, and I understand why. But man, there's a reason why football is what it is, and why we love it so much, and why we love playing it. And I know the Eagles' offensive line is one of the best in football, but how come every team doesn't do it that way? I mean, every team should be doing it the same exact way. It looks unstoppable. I think we'll see a lot of that next year. I think we'll see, you know, people, this copycat league, they tend to do a lot of the same things. And what I, what I love the most about what the, what the, um, the Chiefs did, and I was reading some of the stories, I guess the play where Kadarius Tony caught the touchdown mm-hmm. pass and then Sky Moore caught the touchdown yeah. pass. That, that is is an audible that Patrick Mahomes can make depending on what kind of defense he sees down in the tight red zone. And the play in the huddle is called Corn Dog. Corn Dog? Yeah, exactly. So there's a bunch of different things that I guess that he can do. And one of the things he can do is read how the defense lines up on his wide receivers, brings those wide receivers in short motion so they don't cross the ball. And then the wide receiver looks like he's going to go all the way across the field. And in fact, he just stops and then goes back out to the flat from where he came from initially. And the defensive back is so out of sorts that he cannot get back out there. He read man coverage. 
and they were running these man coverage plays. One to Sky Moore on the left, and the other one to Kadarius Tony on the right. And those are, you know, you you do that because you have a quarterback that can stand up there and look at everybody and then make the call at the line of scrimmage. That's why he's the goat right now. He's 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 a great player. He's a committed player, and he's just you can't intimidate him in any way, shape, or form. You just can't. You know, I had my first ever corn dog this past year. You did? Yeah, never had it before. It was delicious. I was thinking I need to have more corn dogs. You ever have a corn nah, dog? Nah, I'm not a corn dog guy. Oh, it's like a deep fried hot dog. Yeah, I mean, nah. with all that breading there, it's tremendous. It really is. I mean, and I actually had it with no like dipping sauce of any kind. It's just straight corn dog. So I'm sure that if you if you dip it in something, it's even better. See, I'm a I'm a Charlie's hot dog guy. Charlie's so hot I, dog. It's got to be in the the water with the with the the onions and sure the mustard that kind of thing. But I mean, you wrap any sort of meat in that type of dough and deep fry it. It's, it's, you can go no wrong. I, yeah, yeah, no, but I just can't, I can't eat it. It's just too much. As a matter of fact, I still have PTSD from last week. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I know. And Sabrina's still throwing up this morning. Oh, so you say, and, I, and I did not. Give, I did not give it to her. By the way, I know. I know. I know. It's debatable. Oh, no, it's not debatable. I wasn't anywhere near her. Not true. Lobby. First of all, I'm six foot four. She's like. Two feet, four inches. Yeah, but I hear the germs travel down. Plus, yeah. Geo maybe was a carrier and didn't get it. No, and we were possible. following CDC guidelines. We were at least six feet apart, so I don't want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I think you gave it to me in the Uber, and then I ended up being a silent, asymptomatic carrier and passed it along to her, and she's okay. suffering because of you. I feel bad about that <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Did you get case. the birthday present? Uh, <laughs> yes, and I was going to thank you for that. It's another thing that's ruining my life, so I appreciate it. It's a giant dance mat that has to get hooked up to the television, yes. of all things. Yep. So yesterday, uh, she goes, can I do Uncle Boomer's dance mat? Can I do Uncle Boomer's dance mat in between puking? <laughs> and uh, and I said, all right. So we, we open it up, and it's like the most complicated setup Sorry of about that. all time. So I said, Sabrina, today's my day off. Let's do this tomorrow when you feel better. Because you shouldn't be dancing when you're not feeling 100%. <laughs> I said, okay, Daddy. She's going to remember that, though, when I come home today. Dance mat, dance mat, dance mat, dance mat. Get, get your dance mat hat on, man. Oh, my it's God. It's got to be tied into Wi-Fi, probably, all this yeah. other stuff. Oh, it's your She's going to really enjoy it. I'm sure she will. She loves that little unicorn thing. She rides that around the whole house, that unicorn on the wheels. Yes. She does. She takes that into the kitchen to get snacks from the living room. She hops on it and rides it like a car. And I love Daddy's it. girl. That's right. Exactly. Will not walk. CBS Sports Network, the day after Super Bowl 57. I always do miss football, but there was something about this year that I wanted to be over. Everything that I wanted to happen didn't happen and came crashing down in dramatic fashion, all the way up to missing out on $10,000 on a Super Bowl box because Jarek McKinnon slid before the goal line. Uh, so I'm just happy that this season is over and we can move on and get excited about the Jets and the Giants and free agency and the draft and all of that stuff and get these teams out of here. The Chiefs and the Eagles have had enough of it. I'm sure it got a big rating. It was a fun Super Bowl, but time to get everybody else involved. Time to get the other 30 teams back involved to get this thing churning again. 
Jerry is back. He's got all the stuff from yesterday, last night, the sound, all that great stuff. Andy Reid's old and fat, according to Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> all of that with Jerry right now. Yeah, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Town Fair Tire, nobody. So, yeah, I'll give you the Andy Reid stuff. So, obviously, the Chiefs win. We know that by now. Uh, here was Terry Bradshaw on Fox with um, with Andy Reid, the winning head coach. This is the way he asked him to do the interview and tried to make his way to him. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> and that's right. Wasn't that... <laughs> that's Clark Hunt, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he yes. was talking to Hunt as he tried to get him to waddle over. Right. It was as if, all right, done with you. Now I need the big guy. We wanted um, to have Clark Hunt's daughter on. Like, she's a she's a social media star. Yeah, Al knows everything about yeah, her. Al follows her. Oh, okay. you do, Al? She always shows up in my Instagram feed. I don't follow her, but Instagram feed thinks that I should be following. Yeah. Yeah. Shows what you're looking at. Uh, did uh, Jackson Mahomes do anything stupid no, yesterday? No, I, I think that he laid down the law, Patrick, and told those two to just stop being clowns. Even the wife, right? She, I, you never saw her once, did I, you? I just saw her up there standing next to him, but didn't do but anything on social game, media. I didn't see anything during the game. Now, I don't follow Jackson Mahomes on TikTok, so he might have done something stupid. But well, it didn't. Well, I know he did something stupid when he got to the Super Bowl. He was getting off a private jet. He had this whole thing going on. And I saw Barstool retweeted it out there saying, this guy is single-handedly uh, making everybody hate Kansas City and pull for Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, here he is doing it. He's doing a TikTok on the field and the confetti last night. So, I mean... Yeah, he's he, listen. This guy sucks. There's no two ways. About it. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do anything so stupid that it was embarrassing to his brother this time around. But it is. I mean, at it, least not yet. Give him time. Yeah, right. I mean, but this is just. It's. I'm watching him dance. This is just horrendous. Oh, here's his. Yeah, here's him getting off the private jet. Oh, wow, real impressive. Yeah, you, you earn something yourself, you slug. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's on Patrick's payroll? I wouldn't doubt it. Somewhere something for him? Yeah, I'm sure he's doing something right. for him. Lead jackass. <laughs> VP of jackassery. So what, you can just tell by Patrick. You know, he probably takes care of a lot of people. Oh, of course. course. I have a sense of that. That's what that feels like. Here was uh, one other one from Bradshaw uh, to read. Philadelphia, you did a great job. It was a great game. But how about those cheese? That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy the Hawaiian shirts. The Hawaiian shirts, yes, and the burger, which we know he does actually enjoy quite a bit. Uh, in terms of the actual win, Kansas City outscored Philly 17-8 in the fourth quarter. You had the penalty that everybody's talking about on James Bradbury. First things first, here's uh, Nick Sirianni. Let's not get nuts on the Bradbury penalty. That's what he saw, and he, and he called it. And so that's never – I, I know it always appears to be that – you know, it's one call that makes the it's not it's not what it is. And it's not that as he would continue on. There's so many plays that contribute to the the end result of the game. And in, and today they were better than we were. And even Bradbury had a very similar take in terms of yes, it was a penalty, but um was kinda hoping not to see the flag drop. You know, I mean not, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um and it was it was a hold, so they caught it. I mean, I'm glad he had, you know, he admitted and all that other stuff, but like he didn't have to hold. Juju is not like the quickest and fleetest of foot, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, he's a more of a big inside but, tough guy to, you know, to defend when he's in the middle of the field. I, there's really no reason for yeah. Alec Bradbury to have you to grab. You say him. that, but if you watch your video, you know, was it all 22 or yes. whatever? Yeah. 
Wouldn't you say that this is on almost every receiver on the field? Yeah, you could say that. And, and the, the fact is, is Patrick threw the ball to him. He was trying to hit him. And I don't know if he did that on purpose, knowing that he was held, and it, that would accentuate the hold even more. Maybe, Maybe but case. even that little grab, he was not catching that football. No. It was it was not going to happen. No. So Is the uncatchable ball, remember it was a rule for a while where they would yeah. say, yeah, is but that this a rule but this, but, Yeah, but this happened beforehand. You know, the uncatchable yeah, the ball fl- would yes. happen like with two guys are together, maybe the guy bumps him, the ball. Right. I don't know. Right, so where this would be a penalty even if the ball went to the other side of the field, exactly. technically. Technically, yes. Uh, so how are they handling in Philadelphia? Boomer's old partner for uh, the World League or whatever the U.S. World League, League of American Football. Michael WLAF, yes. On NBC Sports Philadelphia. Fair to say he did not like this call at all. They get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bull call. I mean, utter, complete bull Yes, that's on TV. So live. just so you know, bingo players on defense all reacted to this particular call. Hmm. And, you know, everybody thinks that there's this script out there. Oh, yeah. Arian Foster told us all about it. Right. And the Bengal players were reacting to it as uh, there's the script. And then there's the old emoji with the hand, you know, the the hand on the chin. And, yeah, so everybody's buying into this NFL script out there for Andy Reid and, I guess, Patrick Mahomes to, to win a Super Bowl. So I watched that video. It was so obvious that they were being sarcastic. But this has really become... It's taken on a life of its own. Yes. Well, a lot of people are also like I, the Bengals may be doing that facetiously too. Yes, but no, they, like, they think that they got screwed in the AFC Championship game. Well, I think that they did. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, this is why they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, one more from Barkan, who uh, would leave abruptly. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways, and you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. Look <laughs> the way he the ends car. there. Wow. He is a hero in Philadelphia this morning for sure. Um, some other things from Kansas City. Here was Mahomes. He had the ankle issue come up again. Again, but he made sure he fought through it. This was on Fox. Yeah, I told y'all this week, there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field. And uh, I just want to shout out my teammates, man. We challenged each other. It took everybody to win this football game. So uh, shout out my teammates, baby. We're Super Bowl champs, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Here was Jarek McKinnon. He's a Super Bowl champ. That's one of his teammates. He's the one that slid down and caused Gio 10 grand. Just, you know, so much determination. Um, overcoming adversity. You know, the back-to-back knee surgeries, um, you know, being written off, all that stuff. Um, it was all for this moment right here. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy. And yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, like, they're going to let him score. Like, that's that's the thing yeah, that sure. they need yeah, to do. Yeah. They're going to let him score, so they're not tackling with him. By the way, they're going to let him score, and then he did the right and thing. And by the way, Glenn Olson, uh, Glenn, Greg Olson was all over it. He, he knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. So, so they're going to let him score, but he can't score. He shouldn't right. score. Get down. Remember, he, as he was approaching the goal line, get down. Yeah, I was hoping that they would, like, they just run the ball or take, like, one knee right by the line of scrimmage, then take the clock down and then run it in, you know, for a touchdown and then make him go all the way down the field. But then the smart decision was that. It was, like, kick the field goal, give him eight seconds, and then win the game. Yep. Now, Kadarius Tony, a big contributor as well. He had a touchdown, also had a record 65-yard punt return. Made a nice play on it for sure. Crappy he punt. was another crappy punt. How many crappy? He's punts? lucky he caught it too. Yes, 
He but caught he it right around his shin, shin tops. Yes, he did. But a broken tackle right off the bat, and then he reverses field, and away he goes, and the poor punter's got no chance. His hamstrings look good. Everything looks oh, good. Yeah. So he was asked, why has it worked out with the Chiefs and not with the Giants? Answer the question. Yeah, but he has re- But he really had. I mean, he's done some things, and this is certainly a huge play in a game yesterday. But it's not like he had. I thought he was going to have like five or six receptions. So did I. Yeah, but he I, did contribute. He contributed a big way. Right? I mean, he caught a touchdown, and that was quite possibly you know one of the top three biggest plays in the game. He was never on the field with the Giants, as we know. Uh, and then last one. This is him about Mahomes. He really is the smartest man out there. Yeah, I mean, some could say that, you know, Joe Shane really does know how to build a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I love this because he was playing for a lot, whether he knew it or not. Mm, not sure, but he was told. Are you aware of the incentive that you hit today? No, no, no. What's the extra money? Do you want to know? Uh, no, yeah, let me know. What's up? What's up? Okay, so you had to play at least half the offensive snaps. Okay, okay. And the Chiefs have to win. Check, check, big check for a million. Oh, it is Chris Rose on NFL <laughs> Network that was giving him all that good information, and that is uh, pretty damn good for sure. Um, last one, Travis Kelsey, just talking about um, the Chiefs getting it done and how the team was fired up. Just told everybody to be yourselves. We were a little un- uncharacteristic in the beginning, um, and everybody had that determination, that look in their eye coming out here in that second half. They are going to pour everything out on that field, and that's what you saw. You saw everybody pour everything out on that field for the, the second half, and the Sure enough, that Chiefs came away with victory, baby. Yes, you know, they did, baby. He does that thing that, that Big Zoo did that one time that shocked that? me. Where, like, you talk to him off the air, and he'd be like, hey, Big Zoo, what's going on, man? He'd be like, yeah, good, good, you know, just you know, doing what I'm doing. And then you put him on the air, and he's like, yo, here we go with the picks, man. We're going to do this right now. I got four picks for your ass. And then Travis Kelsey does the same thing. Like, leading up to the game, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, my brother, this is going to be cool. And, you know, I'm so happy for my mom. And they have to give him, Kansas City Chiefs up in your ass, man. What up? Patrick Mahomes the best. You got to fight for your right to party, bitch. It's like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He does have a couple of different gears. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> I, well, yes. <laughs> well, here's Clark Hunt. <laughs> he loves. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I know. I'm Clark Hunt. <laughs> I'm the whitest man in the world. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. On his coach and his quarterback. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, what a beautiful trophy, and we couldn't have done it without one of the best coaches in the history of the National Football League, Andy Reid. And what an amazing performance today by Patrick Mahomes and his teammates. That was on Fox. You jabroni! <laughs> I thought the same thing you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, my God, stop talking. Oh, man. Uh, one other one from Philadelphia. This is uh, Jalen Hurts just coming up short. It's hard. It's tough. It's tough. You know, we worked really hard to have this opportunity and to come up short. You know, it's, um, it's tough. His numbers were on. Un- Can you keep, make a case? Just keep playing the way you're going to play. Could you make a case giving him the MVP despite mm-hmm. winning, losing? Yes. yes, you could. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards and a touchdown. He ran for 70, ran for three scores. What else can he do? Well, he did lose the fumble, which hurt. Yeah, but the point being is, like, look at how many points he was directly responsible for and how many yards. Yeah. 
he was distract, uh, directly responsible for. I mean, he had a tremendous football game. And I think most people would probably tell you he played his best game, and he saved it for the last. And it was like that fumble, that was just, the ball was slipping out of his hands. Was right, like, he didn't get hit and fumbled. Right. That was, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Nick's Nets tonight, we will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. Did you see what Spencer did, what he said, Jerry? Uh, no. Yes. When was this, Saturday? I think so. I, don't, I I just read it in passing, and, and he was talking about, they were asking him about the team, the roster. He goes, well, we, you know, we don't have any superstars in this team. Correct. I mean, I, that's what you call self-awareness. He's guy, but he also said we got a lot of good players. But we, hey, we, lack we, superstars. we don't have a superstar. He, and, he, oh. and he put himself in that category. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Well, that's why we love Spencer Dinwiddie and didn't want to see him go when he went. And Joe Sy loves this team. This team is a team you would like. They've become likable again. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, well, I know. You've enjoyed the last few years. Oh, my uh, God. Hofstra Drexel coming up later tonight. Number one, Purdue did lose at Northwestern late Sunday afternoon, 64-58. And Scotty Scheffler, a two-stroke a two stroke win at the Waste Management Phoenix. So I think makes him number one in the world, correct? I yes. Scheffler. Yep. So, uh, nice job done there. Time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, CBS did put up a graphic about Jalen Hurts that caught our eye earlier. Boy, CBS Sports Network. My goodness. What? <laughs> Benched in the title game. Lost in the playoffs. Uh, in the that's semi- ridiculous. I mean, come on, Steven. Steven, who's lost coming up with this? Why don't you just put Jalen Hurts, loser? Yeah. <laughs> Dumped in 10th grade. Holy moly. Hey, uh, Steven Waldron. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Who put this freaking graphic together for Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Our HQ team. Your HQ team, huh? Okay. CBS Sports HQ. I mean, that's rough, man. Come on. He played his ass off yesterday. Well, if anybody knows close but no cigar, it's CBS HQ, right? <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Chief. Easy there, Chief. There you go. Moment of okay. You can actually hear some of the guys at the CBS Sports Network control room <laughs> laughing at that as well if you really listen closely. It was funny. <laughs> uh, very good, Jerry. Thank you. We will uh, see you tomorrow. It's right. Boomer and Geo coming to live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So next year, yeah, uh, CBS has the Super Bowl as well. We we will be in Las Vegas. Yep. And the question is, and I was asked, you want to do the show in Las Vegas next year? Well, and I'm kind of down on that. You're waffling back and forth, and you've been so I obviously want to do the show from Vegas. It would be awesome. I don't know about these guys, but no, we're out. <laughs> what? You don't want to go? I thought you wanted to go, Al. Yeah, I don't mind going. Oh, I thought, yeah, it'd be you, Eddie, you don't want to go? It's going to be a very strange situation, probably, with that, with the timing of it. Yeah, Doing well, our live. show would have to go on 3 o'clock local time there if we wanted to do a live show. And, of course, Jerry and, and uh, you know, Al would have to go on an hour before us. So that's 2 a.m. Jerry yeah. and I are just going to stay up. We'll sleep when we're dead. That's, that's what, what Vegas is all about, right, Al? <laughs> Absolutely. This is, do, Al Dukes has got to do Vegas. Right. But this is Al saying this now. 
talk to me in about a little less loved than a year. But he Phoenix, and that was only an hour difference. He had a blast. Al was in a great mood the entire week. That's because yeah. he was drunk, Al. I, had, I did have a lot of beers. You know what? You were drunk, Al, and drunk Al's a lot of fun. You know, the Al that we're dealing with every day here is not much fun. Let's right. face it. But no, you're right. I even was like, how many beers have I had the last couple of days? It's like three a day for, you know, a couple of days in a row there. Yeah. Good and for you. And you were drinking early. Oh, yeah. And that's the that thing. And, and, you know, I know that you like to have that, that one have that shirt made that says, I can't. Oh, definitely getting those done. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'd love to, but I can't. No, you don't know. Just, I can't. I can't. Keep it simple. Sure. Now, I did hear a rumor of where our set may be. This was the point. So, Gio and I were talking about this. You guys hear this. that? Hoover Dam. No, 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 no. Hoover Dam. Something, uh, <laughs> something maybe even cooler than that. Maybe cooler than that. You know, chicken ranch? <laughs> no, the bunny ranch. The bunny ranch. Not the chicken yeah. ranch. Or whatever, I don't know. Check it, chicken. Chicken ranch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Wolfen, by the way, is probably already setting up things to do after the show. He's probably like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna put you up in a hot air balloon with a hooker." And we you guys all are gonna, gonna go to the bunny ranch. Al and Jerry go to the bunny. Yeah, ranch. Al and ride a horse to the bunny ranch, have sex with the prostitute, and then do coke with Lamar Odom. We're gonna uh, that'll be great. Right um, after the show. But the point being is, is logistically. The little bit of a difference that we had this year is, you know, we were driving a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you add that drive into our day, that's an extra 60 minutes round trip. Sure. Yep. This, because of logistically where this may be set up and they'll go out, I think they're going out in March, the CBS guys, to go look at everything, may not be, have to entail all that. That's right. It might be a five walk right outside. It could be like a five-minute walk. But would that be for your adult? But we'll have <laughs> yeah, to yeah, take... I don't know how far away the, right. I, I don't know we'll far, You guys will be in Reno. Yeah, right. I'm not really sure how far away Hampton is <laughs> for you guys. Did you get your points, by the way? <laughs> Which points? Your Hampton in points. No, I didn't. You didn't get your points. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't get your points. You got to get your points. Oh. Never know when those points could actually mean something. Oh, my goodness. Am I allowed to share the rumor of where this is going to be? Yeah, I don't get yeah, I don't, I don't think yeah, it's Yeah, go ahead for it. Go, go. All right. So did you watch the draft in Vegas? No. All right. The There was a stage in the Bellagio Fountain. Familiar with the Bellagio Fountain? Yes or no? Uh, yes. All right. So a lot of people know it. It's, it goes all day long. It's this giant water show all day long. So the rumor is that if we could pull it off, that the CBS Sports set is going to be in the Bellagio Fountain. Could be, yes. That would be very cold for us when we show up. But they said it would be totally heated and enclosed. Yes, so it could be a, it could be a very cool thing. And, you know, after, you know, when I was talking about this on Friday, you know, I wasn't really in the right frame of mind yeah. to be talking about anything on Friday. Yeah, yeah you wanted nothing to do with anything ever again. No, yeah, I yeah. know, exactly. Yeah, I... Uh, would you consider, would it be a big bummer for you or a help if you didn't do the warm-up show at 2 a.m.? No, I would want to do it. They the like the one. They love yeah. it. I know you love it, but I'm just saying, like, part of this is like, oh, my God, we got to start at ah. 2 o'clock. That's fine. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. You know, Al. You sure. know me, I go with the flow. Right. Yeah, yeah, you go with the flow, right? You go right out with the flow. Yeah, see, there's so much fun to be had, though, like, during the day in Vegas, like, the pools and the gambling and everything. You're right there. It'd be perfect. And, like, nighttime, it's like, I'll just go to bed. 
I'll go to bed. I'll get the whole day to have fun and go to bed at eight o'clock. No, if we are staying at the Bellagio, we just got to make sure you know that we're not down at the end of one of those hallways because that's an extra ten minute oh walk. Oh God, you're so right about that. I, again, right? So you got to think. You got to yeah. think logistically. I'm just thinking about how I well, can we'll get, save we'll get as much Sean time. Kennedy to f f pick you up at a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so a golf cart right to the elevator and right down. Right. Do they have any sort of lesser accommodations that were maybe suitable for the likes of me, Alan, Jerry at the Bellagio? No, you know, the, they're all huge hotels, Eddie, so, I, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll a boiler room. A boiler. <laughs> Sleeping bag and the boiler air mattress. <laughs> no, they'll, I'm sure they'll put you up in there, too. Why not? You know? No shot. Why not? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, maybe in lieu of our increase. <laughs> You had your shot. You didn't do anything about I it. I did. You did. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me? And what happened? It was a very nice conversation. All right. So what we're talking about is Eddie has been complaining openly on the air about not getting a raise from CBS Sports Network in eight years. Nine. Nine years. So he said that he was, if he was going to see one of the CBS executives, he was going to bring it up in Phoenix. So I thought he did not, but apparently he did and didn't tell me. And it was a nice conversation that ended in... Nothing yet. Uh, okay. I'll tell you what it ended in. A very awkward hug. To oh, that somebody. I did do. I went Eddie in for the, the man hug. hug to the man. He's not a huggable type. Like, he's not a hug guy. No, no. he's definitely not a hug and guy. If, Eddie, I, if it's who I think you're talking about. He gave him a hug. Yeah. Weird. He's yeah. like a pound guy. He's like, I'm not, I don't want to get too close to you type I guy. I saw him actually do the pounds when we were yeah. at the show. Yeah. Eddie hugged him. Yeah, I think that hug just ruined your raise. Like, he's probably like, I'll give him a raise. And Eddie went in for his patented hug and be like, I'm not giving him a raise. No way. Not after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you're in for Vegas, which is great. That's good to know. We're all in for well, Vegas. Well, I, I, I am so. But here's the thing. You know, I also have other responsibilities. The NFL Today responsibilities. Yeah. I have no idea when those will be. Now, obviously, it's not going to be at 2 in the morning because Phil needs his sleep. It's not going to be at 7. And we're on from, what, 3 to 7, right? So, it's. I mean, you're definitely going to have... I don't know. Drew Kaliski will probably have a meeting at 8.30 in the morning. And well, then we'll have rehearsals on the set until, like, 7 o'clock at night. Okay. That's still not bad. So, I just want you to know that I, I will be working, you know, and I'm not... I guess I am complaining. I'm sorry. I am complaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. A little, yeah, little self-reflection here. Hold okay. on. I'm complaining. Yeah, you, but, but so maybe we'll be show, doing the same thing that I'm doing. Do the show, nap, get up, do the TV stuff, nap, come back for uh, the morning show. I mean, don't you think that they would accommodate you a little bit for this? Because I, I got to believe that Nate's going through the same thing I'm going through, if not more, because he's doing NFL Network, too. You know, I turned on a pregame show yesterday, watching a little NFL Network, and there's Nate smack dab in the middle of it. Unbelievable. He's got, yeah, so I'm that sure. That guy. So, yeah, he's got to have like a million different uh, So, he'd probably be out too. in Vegas out there in the morning, too, doing yeah, CBS. I'm like 20 morning. years older than him. Yeah, I understand. But still, you've got the frivolity. Frivolity. You do. Of what? Friv frivolity. Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Like, frivolity? Of what? Je de V. Virility? Well, what probably. Is, what is frivolity? Isn't it like frivolous? No, maybe. That's maybe. like sort of fun loving. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, frivolity. Frivolity. Uh, Lightheartedness. That is not what I was no, looking no, no, for. You're not looking for that. Lack of seriousness. That's not what I'm looking for. What am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Vi virility sex, right? That's not what I'm Vitality, looking for. Vitality, maybe? Vitality? I don't know. 
You can get it done. That's what you could do. Vitality. I have the uh, yeah vitality. The vitality to get it done. Right, right, right. It's like Boomer and I have the two uh, opposite things. Boomer showed up and said, "We're not doing this next year because he's a year away." Yeah, I'm like, I'm all in because we're a year away, and that's gonna flip. Sure. As we get closer, Boomer will want to do it more, and I'll want to back out of it. Maybe, but I'm just telling you, like, I saw, that was the happiest I have seen you in he a was long drunk. time. Because he was drinking. So he'll be drunker in Vegas. Remember you guys, what, did you go, you didn't do the steamship with them, right? No, no. So, Mr., like, you know, I'm worried the boat's going to leave and screaming at everybody was miserable until, you know, he had a few drinks on the boat. When they come back to the boat, then all of a sudden he's happy, nice, oh, nice. I had three beers on that boat. I was the best. Everyone was my friend. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're, you know, you're a good drunk. Yes. Happy drunk. Yeah, yeah, but when we pulled up late and then Gina had to go to the bathroom, he's like, come on, the boat is oh, leaving. Yeah. Yep, the boat was leaving. Girls in the bathroom, I'm like, let's go. And then he was all, <laughs> then a couple of beers. But you guys had, did you guys have the camera with you for that? Yeah. Yeah, so the boat wasn't leaving because the boat knew that CBS was there to cover him. That's true. Yeah, they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to be into this. And it's, it breaks up the winter time around here, too. That's the other thing. It's just great. I'll have a great time, great dinners, a little gambling. You like to go down to AC occasionally and gamble? I like roulette. Yeah. I'd be into it. Tell yeah, yeah, I figure I'll, next year I'll have to shoot that Super Bowl's greatest commercials uh, in Vegas. Maybe I'll just stay there. You could. It's a possibility, right? Because it's the week before. Right. Just hang out there and just so do the... Not wanting to go to now two weeks out there. <laughs> yeah. That does get... Vegas gets a little tiresome. Enough, yes. When you're there for that long. I guess it all depends on how big my suite's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the CBS Super Bowl, so I'm sure they're going to roll the red carpet out. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm you, sure they You know are, what they yes. will. And here's the, is that a beer in your hand there? Are you drinking a beer right here, Al? Uh, I don't see it. I'm on delay in here. Okay, it's an orange can. Yeah, that's a beer. Oh, look at you. Shock top. Shock top. Look at Al. See that smile yeah, on his face right there? You. I've never seen you oh that happy. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And Eddie just loves nature. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie's right in his element. <laughs> I just want to see Eddie like walking to the set in Vegas with a bunch of vagrants around him and drunk people. Excuse me, I've got to get to work. Excuse me, let me just step over this man's puking on the sidewalk with a needle in his arm. Excuse me, I've got to get to see the set in the fountain. The fountain set. Can you please kindly direct me to the fountain set, vagrant? Too uh, bad he wasn't with us at our hotel when the people were coming in from, you know, 230 oh benders. Oh, God. Incredible. How much fun was that? You didn't even flinch. You just walk by me, you're like, that guy's effed up. <laughs> like, I'm laughing, you just straight beeline to the car. It's like, Gus, get out of here, man. I don't want to see this, man. Oh, God, this guy's a total tool bag. <laughs> you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.